right. So today I'm joined by one of Little Rock's finest, uh, Mr. CT. How's it going, bud? Thank you. Good morning. Yeah, man. Yeah, good morning. This is also a first, the first uh, morning crash cast experience. Uh, you have your coffee. I have my terrible, terrible energy drink, and we're going to yeah. get this thing Thank going. Thank you. I, I love it. The presentation is amazing. <laughs> I, I try. That's one thing I do try. I can't offer you money, but I can offer you an experience. <laughs> that's uh, that's everything. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, so my first question is: you you don't like sleep? I don't take it because you have what you're in dead birds, right? Dead wake, bird, wake, uh, iron tongue. Uh huh. You have you work at basically every venue. You book shows everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, you have a, a family. Yeah, yeah, that's ev- that's all of it, <laughs> right? You are right, right. You have like so many things you've got your hands in. I, f- I feel like you don't have a lot of free time, and maybe. Well, uh, my my free time is probably uh, every day as soon as the kids get home, which mm. is not free, really. It, it's it gets busy then, right? But I try to turn the phone off and stuff like oh, that. Okay, cool. Uh, I mean, not to the family. They're like, "Will you put the phone down?" Yeah. <laughs> but uh, but as far as like uh, like doing my work like mm-hmm. that, I try to turn it off as soon as the last kid gets in, because that's when supper is getting ready. Right. <laughs> and then, right. I the only free time I really have is like uh, the kids go to bed at like Bedtime. eight or eight thirty, and sometimes nine. Yeah. And then I'm falling asleep. Right. right. <laughs> man, if I'm lucky, I get like an hour. Oh, it, you know, man, I feel you. I feel you. I don't have a lot of free time myself. I actually have. Yeah, enough. I'm not doing what you're doing, though. That's that's different. Like you need some rest time after a day of work like that. Oh, that's, true. Oh, flooring. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Flooring. And then some any then, manual labor, I would say. It's uh, it's especially difficult on practice days because you get done working and then you go and you, you you're know, just worn out. Yeah, you just wore out, and then you have to yeah. scream into a microphone or yep. or drum or whatever it is, and you get wore out pretty quick. Yeah, yeah. And then on Sundays I do this, which I actually have another one tonight. I'm trying. I'm trying Hell to get. Yeah. I'm trying to get uh, a backlog. That's awesome. Yeah, I'm trying to get a backlog. So, uh, two birds though. I mean, one stone. That's yeah, yeah. And this and this has been a really busy uh, month for the podcast. I've done Aaron Lunsford drops Tuesday, uh, which is a big get for myself. And then uh, yours will be two weeks from now. So whoever listens to this, I'm talking about stuff in the past. And I just had past comfort in here. And it's, man. Yeah. It's been crazy. That but. That's what's good. That's what takes us back to being busy. It's good to stay busy and be creative. Yeah, yeah. You know? Oh, I've always got the juices going, man. That's even, right. even Even when I'm sleeping. Like, I'm tired right now, and I'm like, I'm, I'm doing this, and I'm still thinking of a million Me things. Me too. <laughs> <Yeah>. Me too. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Um, you know, I don't do a lot in all those other bands, though. Um, Vocals, right? I mean, a lot, meaning, like, we're not as, like, uh, on it, you know, as you right. guys. Right. Um, like we don't practice all the time. Mm. Um, we don't practice like the bands I were in ten years ago, where right. we were like it was religion to do it three times a week Boom. or two times <laughs> yeah. or whatever. You know, 
um, make this day, please. Right. Everyone. It's almost seasonal with the bands really? that I'm in. Oh, cool. Um, like uh, Ash of Cedars, uh, this uh, kind of like crusty black metal thing that has Jeff in it and Dustin from Smoke Em. Uh, it's a bunch of scene old dudes. Right. And uh, we haven't played in like four years and we played our first show in December. Holy crap. And, um, and we're, we have a couple new songs that we're thinking about recording in December. Oh, wow. So you see yeah, yeah. like, okay. And then wake is the busiest we've been in years, but we're not playing. We're not practicing. <laughs> we're not, <laughs> we just have an entire album like written and demoed. Oh, okay. Okay. So the fact that we're even putting stuff in motion, right. You know, but that leaves me free. I mean, at this point I'm still not jamming and except, right. Then that's where iron tongue comes in. Like, which it, is one uh, of my favorites. It's, it's fun. It. Thank you. Yeah. Um, that's the band that I, I get to like camaraderie, like I get to hang out with right. and shoot the shit with. Um, and, um, and still, you know, we don't even practice as religiously as other people because those guys are just as busy as right. I am. And you all have so, families. I assume that's what I'm saying. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, uh, that, that takes a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a lot. <laughs> yeah, all my it's, friends it's, have a, it's a human and yeah. you're like, yeah. you got to make sure they're not, they stay alive long enough to protect themselves. Yeah. themselves <laughs> and, you know, they're not like hurting anybody. Yeah. Well, and then they got to eat. And yeah. then, you know, like, so like you don't want them to get sick. Right. <laughs> so, right. <laughs> well, after all that, you try to shape them. <laughs> with yeah. Morals. yeah. <laughs> It can take a lot of time. It's uh, it's crazy. I mean, so you also do your radio show. I don't know if mm-hmm. I said that. You have the, is it K? Oh, there it is. KBF yes. 88.3. How long have you been doing that? Seven years. Wow. It's like right at seven years. You do it every week? Every Monday. Every Monday. Yeah. Um, it's every Monday, noon to 2 p.m., the format kind of just got strictly local, like oh, okay. two years ago. Because um, when I was just trying to get my foot in the door at the time, right? And um, when they let me in there, the Suge Radio, uh, the the DJs at that time seven years ago, right, stopped <laughs> coming. They were just like, screw it. Uh, one of them had moved away, and whatever. So they were trying to get me to take over that, and I was just like, that's not my thing, you know? Like, uh, if I'm going to find a babysitter or mm-hmm. put out time, I want to play what I want to play. Right. You know, like, uh, and so after that, they were they were like, uh, well, okay, play whatever you want. We just need someone to fill the hour. <laughs> <Yeah>. so, <laughs> so I just played whatever I want. It was heavy stuff mostly um, and local, but I would right. just play whatever. And then about two years ago, I was like, man, I just got to go all local. My only reason it stopped me is because of the Monday noon to two format. I just didn't know how many people was listening to loud local music on Mondays from noon to 2 p.m. So I was just 
to me, those first five years were just trying to please whoever would be sure, listening. Just trying to find the audience. Yeah. Anyone. Uh, we'll play Rush every Monday, <coughs> you know, you go, like yeah. in my mind, I'm just like, man, you can listen to Rush on 94.1. Right. <laughs> you know, that's right. Like, yeah. Every it, other radio station, literally. I love Rush. They're the greatest band in the sure, world. Sure. But I mean. And then about two years ago, that's when I was like, I don't care if no one's listening. Yeah. I am only going to play the my stuff, like the stuff that I am dealing with, you know? That's really awesome. So, I'm actually kind of surprised there's enough music out there locally. Oh, to- barely. It almost just seems like I'm playing the same bands over and over. Yeah. Um, because sometimes I don't play some bands, which I should, but I just get hooked on a certain band and kind of get it in the loop oh man so i'll just play that same band like like the i'll just open the show for the next three weeks with that band song yeah because i'm like i don't care if five people are listening at least those five people get that song song in their head head, so that's i mean that's kind of i mean if i'm just thinking out loud that's like what you i mean that's better than normal radio already anyway because with normal radio, that's what we have on in art where I work. Right. And it's just, you can almost time it. Every two hours, you're going to hear a song by this band, and then you're going right. to hear a song. So they do it with the big bands, too. Right. But it's all day, every they day. Have to. And it doesn't stop. They have yeah. no, they have to do what they're told. It's handed down. It's, it's, it's a hand down system. It is handed down, handed down, handed yes. down. Yeah. I mean, like, they couldn't even get to the top for, oh, a, God, no. for to a question to ask no. if they, and then they just, I mean, they're, it's a job. Yeah. Right? You know, right. it's, it's, so they're just doing it. They're good um, at talking. They have a, a, a talking voice. Hi. That's I'm all it Ken. is. I, who knows if some of the people might even listen to music, you know? So, I mean, <laughs> yeah. I mean, really it's, it's, yeah. it's the same idea as, you know, some people that book bands or tour, they just, they, they become numb to everything. Yeah. Um, it's just yeah, like I was it's not cool that. anymore, yeah. you know. Um, I went so, through a phase for sure. It's it's easy. Um, you get jaded, man. You start working with all the people you admire, and then you realize they're just people too. And yeah, uh, jaded is almost another level, but like numb to it is just like ah. yeah. Uh, like God, I just you know yeah. I think I've seen it so much, I've done it so much. Right. So these radio people might just come in and. Do yeah, it for sure, and because they're like, you know, I, I'm paying the bills. Yes. I I gotta be at that cook off. It's a job. They're, yeah, yeah. KBF is absolutely not that. Their format is completely different all yeah. the time. All the time, man. Even if they're always cool, in my opinion, because like I'm just like flipping it on, and it's just like yeah. this ancient blues, you know, <laughs> or like some kind of jazz that. I am not hip to and that they are schooling me on, you know? Yeah. And to me, that's just the, the glue because all the other shows are the weird fill-ins like my stuff, you know, like they're um, jumping around all over the place. They jump around all over, but they're, they're, you know, blood and guts are blues and jazz. And it's like, well, hell yeah, I'll join that team. You know, like, I mean, Community radio too. Uh, it's just it's a really. I'm I'm surprised it's been along that. I have no idea how they stay afloat. <laughs> I, mean, I know every season when we do the uh, 
when we do the uh, we're raising money. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. And it's uh, uh, I know that happens, but I have no idea. Uh, there's got to be some people uh, on the outside with right. money that actually love KBF and want to keep it going. That's so, wild. Do you do you happen to know how far the reach is? Yeah, man, it's almost the whole state. You get it to Hot really? Springs. You can get it in certain places in Northwest Arkansas just because of the hills. The hills, right? Yeah, true. yeah. So it's a hundred thousand watts. Holy shit! Yeah, dude, it's it is uh, it's ridiculous. It's uh, I mean, so it it's as much as the main radio stations. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so you can get it in like Heber Springs. Damn. You can get it in. I didn't think the reach was that far. That's it's, amazing. The reach is that far in that central, mm-hmm. but then there's the hills. So, I mean, which is the, I don't, don't have me claiming to know how radio no waves idea, yeah. work, <laughs> yeah. but, um, but it is like that. Like you can be in the hills and Clinton or Marshall yeah. and pick up KBF. That's hilarious. You can you can be in Northwest Arkansas and might have lost it here, yeah. and then all of a sudden it just bam comes in, and uh, it's really cool. That is cool. It's it's a neat thing. I didn't. I would have never guessed it was like that. I, I always thought it was just like if you if you jet out a Little Rock, it's toast. No, no, no. I get that because my favorite radio station is ninety four points. What is it? I can't remember. The classic one. It's from Cabot. No, no. It's this this new rock station. It's been out for like the past four years. uh, And it's Cabot. And you lose it going over the bridge from North Little Rock to Little Rock. Huh. And dude, I jam the crap out of it. it. They They play all the stuff that the point plays. But the songs you you were like oh yeah I forgot that band did that song and oh they played the not hits the the fucking... well they play the ones that were like the middle hits right you know right. like where they're always playing Stroke by Billy Squire you know they're playing a Billy Squire song that you were like wow I forgot, I forgot that about yeah, that yeah. one <laughs> like, man I used to stay up at night uh, listening yeah. to that song like, yeah. so I mean and it's like that with. Pink Floyd, Rush, whoever. I mean, that's cool. I uh, wish it, I got it here, but it doesn't sound like it's going to work. But that's that's back to your point, you know. Like, uh, you know, you yeah. lose it there. Yeah, that's so wild. You, you'll get it if you're on the other side of Cabot, <laughs> and you'll get it to North Little Rock. But then it's well, I, I got to go to North Little Rock soon. I'll tune in and I'll and I'll try to take a that's listen. That, and that's where it's still fuzzy. Really? You know? Yeah. Damn. Yeah. It must yeah. be some guy in his house or something. No, it's like some. It's it's a, a building. It's a guy with a building and no, a. No, it's a real station. They just don't have reach, and they're gotcha. only focusing to Cabot. Ah. So all of their uh, advertisement is Cabot business. Still a decent audience. Like it's a, a completely lot of- like Republican. Yeah. <laughs> like, all the commercials suck. Like there's I'm just like, like what's I'm biting the- my lip the whole time. <laughs> But they play good jams. Put it back on that rare Sammy Hagar song. <laughs> <laughs> Dang. That's fucking funny. <laughs> so I want to know, man, because I mean, we, I mean, me and you have been in the scene kind of adjacently for a lot, a lot of years, definitely my entire existence in it. What, what was the original thing that got you into doing? Have you always been a musician or did you just want to like something? Cause with me, it was a thing sparked it in me. A friend of mine played a, it was the ninth grade, and he played a free bird solo behind his back, and I just was like, oh, that's what I want to do forever. I was just telling someone this story yesterday in the studio. Um, 
Yeah, I, I guess I can't. I have, but of course, um, like the summer between the sixth and seventh grade, it really mm-hmm. kicked in, and um, <clears throat> I didn't get a guitar until the end of the seventh grade. But uh, somewhere in there. In the seventh grade, there was a Sherwood Fest. They still do Sherwood Fest. It's just way bigger. And it was in a different location. Yeah. Where this is at the old Sherwood Wreck in the library. And the week before that, my buddy, my buddies John Gasway and Matt Kemp were passing out flyers. And it was John Gasway's older brother's band, Bad Karma. And, okay. and then he was like, Matt and John were like some of the only dudes in school with long hair, right. same age as us. So anyone else with long hair had either flunked a grade or was had already been kicked out, or, <laughs> yeah. or uh, I mean, because this is like the eighties, times were dude. different. Yeah. Like it was, um, it was. I mean, it was like <laughs> that. And so we were like a new breed since our seventh grade. Yeah. Because it wasn't middle school. It was junior high. It was seventh and ninth. And oh, then, okay, cool. And like, so even though ninth is technically high school, you didn't go to the high school until it was 10th to 12th. Right. And so um, he had his flyer. I mean, well, like, I was like, yeah, I mean, what else am I going to do? Like, right. what the, what the fuck? The hell is there to do? <laughs> this is a yeah. band? Yeah, I was like, yeah. in Sherwood? Like, oh my God, you know, like... <laughs> this is the greatest thing in the world. Like, and I got there some buddies were all hanging out in the grass. They're on a tri- you know, a, a stage truck bed stage. And they break into a uh, rainbow in the dark Dio. Uh, oh, right. And I'd never heard the song before. I knew who Dio was, sure. but I'd never heard rainbow in the dark yet. And dude, I don't know if they were messing up at all. It, to me, it was perfect. <laughs> yeah, they, yeah. They were really just 10th, grade 11th grade dudes though yeah so i'm sure they were messing up or whatever um but tempo problems it was flawless to me my mind you know i was just just, i was mesmerized by it and i was just like i I was like this is the greatest thing this is it this is what i want to do and then to fast forward just real quick to a couple years when i was uh it was like the first week of the 12th grade my band probation the summer before that had just been destroying it, man. Like we were just killing it and packing places and hell yeah. And and so we were like, let's run out to Sherwood Wreck, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and we rented it out and we packed it out. There are kids in the grass, just you know, like it was just like oh, heaven. Yeah. And in in my mind, I'm like, we've made it. Like yeah, this oh is, yeah, this is it. This is yep. it. This is. We have topped what bad karma did. (laughs) You know, like, I was like, where do you go from here? (laughs) Like, I mean, uh, and so, and and I'd seen, I guess, live bands before that. I hadn't really, before the bad karma thing, I hadn't, like, really been, I hadn't gone to a rock concert yet. But Mm. I had been to a thousand country concerts. My parents, I hated them all. Looking back, I'm like, they were amazing. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. at the time I was well, just like, when is this over? Ever, right? Oh my God, I don't have a watch. <laughs> like, you know, like, <laughs> like, uh, like, but Stop looking, torturing me, mom. looking back, I'm like, yeah, I saw all the greats, you right. know, and, yep. but I just hated it at the time. <laughs> and, um, but so I wasn't affected to a rock show. Right. I'd seen a couple of cover bands when I was a kid, kid, but it right, sunk right, in yeah. yet, you know? 
once that happened, I was just like, man, I got, I got to figure that out. And as was like, uh, 15 other of us, we, the next week at school, all the kids that were at that bad karma show had branched off and formed our own like imaginary bands. Right. Like where we're like, wait, they're in shrapnel. They're in like yeah, yeah, right. their own names. Right. Like I only remember shrapnel because yeah. I was like, shrapnel, really? Shrapnel. Like, you're in the seventh grade, yeah. dude. <laughs> <laughs> was your dad in the war? Like, yeah, right. like what's going on here? <laughs> the dad probably helped him. But it was they were drawn. It was like a skull with fragments. You oh, know? right. Like it's brilliant, you right. know. And uh so we had so it was like three or four, and none of us were getting together in practice. Right, none right, of us no. could, It was our imaginary band. I'll talk. So all that we walked the halls of school. Yeah. Well, how long are you gonna be in Strapnel? You should join our band. Yeah, man. <laughs> like you know, like none of us have played shows yet. That, no, that never <laughs> came up because yeah. it was whose logo looked the coolest on your notebook. All right, <laughs> so, there you go. So like, yeah, I'll be. And have you seen their logo? It's awesome. <laughs> 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 yeah, I'm gonna be with him. Well, his hair is the longest, oh, so I'll be in their band. <laughs> you know, oh, the mean, things that matter. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, that was the. Uh, I mean, I'm taking it back, but uh, I, I would say that summer, though, before the twelfth uh, grade, is when I actually started like playing places that weren't Sherwood Fest, right, or something right. like that. Started doing it, trying to be actual, like go out and make a name for yourself, kind of thing. Well, yeah, like we the, the the first gig we had played uh, was like at the Jacksonville High School <coughs> Amphitheater, and you can find uh, what's awesome is we played with this band Chalice with uh, Rocky Gray yeah. on drums. He's seventeen. Well, I mean, we were sixteen. Um, that's wow. when we met. Rocky was this summer, and uh, um. Oh, they had the best and most amazing lead vocalist, Columbus. He was just, just like six foot five black dude with like what? bottle thick. You know that kid Ty that's in the scene with the long yeah. dreads? Yeah. It's his dad. Oh, um, wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so um, he, uh, Columbus, well, Ty is light skinned. Columbus is like dark. 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 <laughs> um, and uh and Columbus was a different breed. Like, no, there's no no black dudes hanging out with a bunch of stoner white guys, you know? And he was our king, man, because like he was a few years older than us. Right. So when we were all at the mall hanging out, we just wanted to flock around Columbus. He was he had the the greatest just charisma. He just he flowed when he talked, and just positivity just Love it. Um, he was just the greatest dude ever, yeah. and uh, and he was the singer for Chalice, Badass. and um, I had a, a Filipino dude on bass. I mean, like this is a pretty crossover kind of no, band. Shit. It wasn't. And this it, was what the nineties. It was nineteen ninety or, or ninety one. So right at the beginning, ninety one. Yeah. Um, and because it this was the summer, the end of the summer of our tenth grade, we would be starting okay. the eleventh grade. Where like our band just boomed at the end yeah, of the eleventh yeah, yeah. grade. Um, we still weren't good and only playing like covers at this point. When we played at the Jacksonville High School Amphitheater <laughs> with Chalice and Dirty Minded Romeos, <laughs> so Dirty Minded Romeos, DMR, <laughs> so, <laughs> and Bod Brink of Destruction, which is where our drummer came from. 
so anyways, uh, but you could look those videos up. They are amazing. The oh, Chalice wow. set is on there. And they're, and they're doing it on, on YouTube? Rich, yeah, you can just look up Chalice, Jacksonville High School Amphitheater, okay. 1991. Hell yeah. And it is incredible. The guitar player, Jeff Ballard, like he went on to do stuff in the scene. Do you remember years back, the uh, what was it, the Mid-South Metal? Mid-South Metal. That's, he, that's right. him. So he's the guitar player okay. of Chalice. Awesome. When they, these are all these dudes when they're kids. Um, so that was our first gig. And then our second gig was not long after that at Sherwood Rec for yeah. the Sherwood Fest. Because that's when we were like, that's that's what Bad Karma would have wanted. Right, right. <laughs> so, like, <laughs> we were going to get on the next Sherwood Fest yeah. that we can. The originators know? of all things great. That's right. So, <laughs> yeah. so it was like a, a lineup of, of bands, cover bands all day, and we went on at like 10 a.m. in the morning or something. Oh, my God. Which was when it was hopping. It was Sherwood Fest. Sure, sure. So, yeah, family I mean, thing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it's dying out by one, you know. Yeah, you didn't yeah. want that slot. So... Um, especially in the summer outside in Arkansas. Totally. totally. Um, so, uh, after that, the next summer, yeah. that's when we actually started like playing venues and stuff. Oh, okay. Venos, right. Um, and originals. And I moved from guitar to lead vocals. Mm, so that was so, the switch there. Huh? Yeah. I'd always wanted to be lead vocals. I just wasn't good enough. And I had this gnarly mullet that was not cool. <laughs> my mom would not let me grow my hair out. So all our lead singers had the greatest fucking hair in the world. Yeah. So, <laughs> and, and I would look over at Chris Graves from wake. Yeah. I've done all my bands with, I mean, Jimmy LeCompte's cousin, right? Like that's why I'm, that's, I mean, that's how I'm tight with those dudes. Just Cause we've been in it since we were teenagers and, and gravy as a good friend, you know, he, you wouldn't even have to say it. He's like, dude, look at your hair. You cannot be our lead singer. <laughs> like, I mean, I mean <laughs> I, I get. I would say it. I would look in the mirror and be like, <laughs> "Like you can't do it, man. Your hair is stupid. You're trash, dude." Like our singer Mike Major, he like he wasn't the best singer. He wasn't a bad singer. He right. was a good middle of the ground dude. Hey, that's so and he had the best hair in the universe. <laughs> like I mean, universe of universes. And he was a tough dude. I was still kind of like. Yeah, yeah, I'm hyper and always jumpy. Mike's that guy you want to hang around, right? You know, right. like super cool, man. And uh, so, of course, I understood. I was just like, well, I'll just keep my chops up. I'll play sure, rhythm sure, guitar. Sure, sure. Yeah, <laughs> like, man, yeah. Something eventually happened where I just was like, I don't give a fuck I'm anymore. This, yeah. I am doing it. Take control. And, well, I, uh, it was Gravy's band. We were probation. Um, Gravy and Tony Massa got uh, caught stealing cigarettes. Oh, no. Got put on probation. Hence the name of the band. Hilarious. And Tony Massa was the original lead singer. So he quit. And I joined on rhythm guitar. And I took over the band when that happened. Like, right. It's like I, I, our bass player was Corbin from Sherwood, who eventually was in Crankbait forever. Oh, yeah. Um, so Corbin went to high school with me. Great hair. I mean, amazing hair. And he had he had flunked a year because he had like messed his leg up like really bad in a skateboarding accident. And um, he also started school late. Oh. Dude, so he could get 
beer like that. (laughs) And he was dating older chicks, like chicks older than him. Like he was, so we're like, you know, 10th, 11th grade. And then Corbin (laughs) is like, and he's incredibly hot. Like John Stamos hot. Like his hair is amazing. Like chest hair, Paul Stanley chest hair, right? Gold um, chain, sweating, dude, a like he's always he, glistening. So, dude, and he was friends with me, so I was like, Chris Gravy, I've got the dude for bass. <laughs> like, don't <laughs> worry about it. And I remember the first time, like, I spent the night at Gravy with Gravy, uh, and his dad went out on a date. We weren't allowed to leave the house, and me and him sang songs together all night long. And he was like, "You're you're not." afraid of singing all the our other vocals have always been real nervous you know and i'm like no yeah. man i want to do this but i was not cool you know like my i went to sylvan hills my mullet sucked uh so for the next year and a half we we got another singer we got mike and then that's what i said i finally was just like screw it i broke the band up since i did everything i wrote all our songs too like gravy had not really checked it even though he's the lead guitar player right I was writing all the songs and uh, and I I was like, I'm breaking this up. I want to start a band where I'm singing. Yeah. So what happened was we just reformed probation without Mike and with mm. me. It was a diss. I mean, it was looking back. You, you know, know, you're young, man. Like, it shit happens. Yeah. Oh, me and Mike are awesome buddies. Right, right, I right. mean, but I mean, it, I mean, he called me out on yeah, it. Yeah. He, he called me one day. He was like, I know what you did. And I was like. <laughs> Mike, I did not mean to do that. I love you. I would yeah. never start shit with you. <laughs> You're the coolest guy. I'm shit. Like, so you know, like, and he's like, and, and you know, he did. He said, well, you know what? I'm going to start a band. and We're yeah. going to be badass. And I was like, fuck, yeah, you are, man. And he did. And that's what you did back then. You know? Right, right. So, I came in on the tail end of that kind of stuff when you're forming bands and all that kind of unique it just it just doesn't seem like things like that happen anymore like no, that. It, I was just but while you were talking I was like this guy's just describing like a movie. It's dude and I haven't even got into the drugs or the interesting times of my life. Right, right. Like, right. This was this is just like I mean get it, well to zip up that we started playing gigs and my mom was kind of very I didn't get to go out a lot. Right. I I wasn't as uh it's because my mom threw the fuck down in her life and just knew okay. what was out there. And she was just like, hell no, you are not doing that. I barely lived it, you know? Like, so I kept my grades up, which I always made shit grades. Uh, so Amen. I knew if I kept my grades up, I would at least get to play in the band. Right. You know? So I kept my grades up and. Mom was like, well, the rule is I'm coming to all your shows. We played so many shows that summer before the 12th grade that she just could not make it she to all of them. Up. Yeah. And it was so awesome, man. Like, um, but we, we were playing like bars that you had to be 21 to get into, man. And we're, yeah. I'm 17. So that means Chris Graves is 16. Our man. drummer is 16. How are y'all getting away with that? Because we were a band. That's all you got to be. So that just lets you in, you play, and then you Well, we go. got in through someone. It's not like I called and was like, we want to play a show. Right, you know? right, right. Uh, that band Bad Karma. Yeah. They were still together. Oh, shit. They had new, they had a, uh, 
a new drummer and a new uh, bass player. Okay. The same lead guitar player. And that's how we got in the first time. They let us open up for them. Another made it. <laughs> like we're right. opening for bad right. karma at the Whitewater Tavern. Oh, <laughs> like, shit. In, in the summer of 1991, you know, <laughs> like, no, 92. That's when that was. So, uh, so then our, we packed it. Everyone left after we, because this is what it was. Tuesday nights, they would do an 18 and up night. Oh, okay. So even though we weren't 18, they'd still let us do shows. And uh, yeah, I'm going to need yeah, I should have bought another one of those energy drinks. Dude, this is a fine time to get on the coffee. Oh, my God. I just... <laughs> Sorry. I can't get past the the taste, man. It sounds like drugs. Over. You just dilute it with sugar. And that's, that's right. Oh my, yeah, that's what it's <laughs> like. I mean, seriously. Um, so, <clears throat> we packed Whitewater out, so that's how we got in the second time. Oh, okay. We um, They were like, oh, we don't give a fuck how old you are. When can you play again? Yeah, we like your business. And yeah. so, because we packed it in with people that sure. drank. Yeah. So we had people over 21 in there. Um. So, so we said, yeah, can we do it before school starts? That would rule. Yeah. <laughs> so we did it in, in August. <laughs> and, um, and that show packed out, man. There's even a picture of that in my high school yearbook. Like, For real? Yeah, oh, man. Of, it was so awesome. There were, there's, my mom has pictures of people dancing on the tables because they left the tables up and it Oops. was so packed. We played uh, shook me all night long. Yeah. And all of the like old people that were there that didn't leave that were kind of like, Oh my God. Right. We just tore the house down. They were all standing on the tables, dancing to the songs. I got on gravy shoulders that night during a guitar solo. Uh, yeah. It was it was amazing. I mean, because it was the rafters at Whitewaters. Right. Pulled myself Pull yourself up. up. Yep. Got on him. It was amazing. <laughs> it was a great amazing. show. <laughs> um, so then, not long after that, probation broke up. It was ugly. We had a hierarchy dad. The the dad was buying our gear. Oh, and shit. And we were practicing at his, the, the drummer's dad. Practicing at his house. And a most amazing, like, paradise jam room with a drum yeah. riser pa they painted skulls all over the wall like rocky had like so because wow. this is where rocky would hang out too and like so we're like this we're in we practice every day this is it yep. and that's when we found out it came with a price and we started mm. playing with the the door that opened everything for wake and everything i do is through the band sick shine that was okay. uh, that that was like our band from the end of this year all the way to 2000. And right. and they they did everything, you know, I mean, they got they got signed. They recorded at power stations where Jimi Hendrix did in New York. Wow. Uh, Tony Bon Jovi, this big producer signed them. like they did all this crazy shit like that. Yeah, but on, on the shit. underneath, they were like our underlords you know of right. the underground and and their shows like were like just maggots you know or moths to a light it was right. crazy the punk rock scene hated it it seemed like um <laughs> all the stuff that we hear about and revere today like the uh the town craft stuff and right like, like those we were like anti that shit man because we stunk we were all on drugs like <laughs> so but we met those guys at our Fresh Blood Night at Vino's. Ooh. Probation and Curious George 
played, Curious George turned into Six Shine. So, and even though they sounded like Primus or Fugazi and we sounded like Poison, yeah, we were the same age. And we had like a couple of friends that, so we would play shows together right. and they would pack out, you yeah. know, and it was not a good you know, combination, but no one gave a fuck. Yeah, like yeah. we were all just there to try to get drunk, you know, cause Have we were fun. kids yeah, yeah, yeah. And, sure. and, and just jam. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. The more shows we started taking with those guys, the more our drummer's dad was, he finally was just like, well, you can't use the amps I bought. And we were just like, Whoa, Oops. <laughs> like yeah. a whole nother, like, you know, like, just cloud came over and we were just like, wow, you know, yeah, like, that uh, sucks. and we were just starting to be a good band. Like the band was writing songs. I had stopped writing the songs when we started. We started the band on my songs. Cause I was like, we can't just keep playing fucking covers. Like right, we got to, right. we're going to play shit. it fresh yes. blood. The rule is all originals, maybe one cover, yeah. you know? Yeah. And, um, I was like, and that's our goal is to play Venos, you know. Oh, so, yeah. and <laughs> I remember having that goal. <laughs> oh man, who was was yeah. it? Was it still Fletcher back then when you were? No, doing Fletcher it? had just left. Oh, okay. Fletcher had built it, and then he just went to Memphis. He had like became a car salesman and some other stuff, and then went right. back, and then end up. So Fletcher would just come back for visits, you know, okay. or whatever. Yeah. Um. So. Um. We, um, yeah, after that, that's when we were like, we got to figure something out, you yeah, know, yeah, and, yeah. uh, we, uh, Crunch we, time sounds we, like. our last demo was obviously like, it was like, uh, trying not to be cock rock, you know, okay. like it was obvious, yeah. like this song sounds like Alice in Chains and this song, right, <laughs> you know, right. like we were, and he was like, like Jackal had just came out and, and even though the. Other cock rock bands were dying off. Yeah. He was like, no, man, it's still happening. You know, this Jackal album just came out and it's slamming. And and we were just like, dude, you know, those dudes have been Jackal before they got signed for 15 right. years. Right. We are 17. Like, yeah. this is where we're going to change, <laughs> you know, yeah. like. And good thing and, you did. Right. Yeah. Where he was just like. You know, he, he, it was almost like he saw something in us. Like, like, for some reason, he really thought it would happen. He was buying our reels when we would go to record at Crystal. Oh, right. Like, because back then it was all on all reels, reels, you yeah. know, and he was like, oh, I'm going to buy the masters because you never know. And not because, isn't it cool to have my son's band on master? Right, right. He just saw, he was just like, they're going to be the next. Well, his thing. son played thrash the whole time. That's why he never. And then when we were like, dude, will you just fill in with us? Right. And uh, he was like, fuck, I'm just going to stay with you guys because chicks are at all the shows. People are at <laughs> yeah, all the shows. The shows. <laughs> like no one comes to watch our covers of, you know, nah, this. Yeah. So he was just throwing, you know, triplets and drums because we never had a steady drummer. Once he joined the band, we actually became a, a band. A band. And we right. recorded demos after demos. And and then once they dropped my songs, meaning they started writing good writing songs. Writing their own shit, yeah. But that's when, and that's what sucks because right when we figured out about him is when we were like, oh, we need, if we want to keep our gear, we got to do what he says. Uh, and, that sucks. Yeah. That sucks. The... Uh, 
That's, yeah, it, it was weird. It was weird, and that's hard to even think about. So man. we broke the band up. Um, yeah, what are our last do? gig was the Halloween of '92, and we went in and recorded a demo one week later, and, and just he was there the whole time in the studio, just like looking at us, like what is this? What a waste! Like uh, you know, like come on, and. Uh, and we and we didn't even we were just like fuck that yep. and and that's when me and Gravy started our like funk wannabe Chili Peppers kind of band Sunny Days <laughs> Sunny and Days Sunny Days was our band like until Wake like from then on and we had some members like coming and going but the core guys at right. the end became Wake oh, okay because um, right after Sunny Days started. And just another dramatic story. We had lost our original drummer. We'd written these songs and we lost our drummer because his dad was going through some medical stuff. And he was just like, I can't do this, guys. Yeah. This is senior uh, high, 12th grade. And uh, we called our old drummer, John, and we were like, we're doing this shit. It's pretty cool. It's not cock rock, even though it's obvious that we're cock rockers, <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. but we're trying. And... um John was like, I want to do it, man. I just want to play. I, I, just, I don't even care. Right. His ba- his dad found out, and we went to pick him up, and because uh, he's in the 11th grade at this time. And there was this big fight, and his dad hit him Holy in front shit. of his mom, like, like punched, like punched him in the him? face. Fuck. And uh, we were all outside, and we just heard the yelling, <laughs> yeah. and he come running out with his symbols only. And, and uh, and the only reason he made it out was because his mom was like, no, don't. And like, right. and, and then yelled at her son was like, go, just go, you know? And uh, because Jesus. his dad was like, you're going to go with them and take them over your dad. And he was like, dad, I, I just want to play. <laughs> like, no, and shit. he was just like, you know, I don't even know how I hit him. It could have been like, it could have been like, he was just like, my dad just hit me in the face and my mom had to you know, tackle him. And she told me to run. And, and I said, I'm taking my symbols cause I paid for them. <laughs> and, he, and he ran out with his symbols and we didn't know what to do. <clears throat> and, and we called sick shine and yeah. Rocky, Rocky goes, John can use all my drums for as long as he needs to. Badass. And, and, uh, and we showed up at our bass player at the times house in Sherwood, uh, jamming in his like bedroom upstairs. Right. And at that time, Six Shine lived in a school bus. What? So they were notorious, dude. Like, you would just be like, if you're at a show, all of a sudden this, <laughs> like, this is a smoke and explosions <laughs> and this, like, like purple, like, because they painted it all gnarly. And, dude, they were gnarly dudes. Sounds like, like, like if you're living I mean, in a fucking bus they driving did around, yeah. Everything to the extreme. Yeah. Everything. <laughs> and, like, so they pulled up at our bass player's dad's house and the bus breaks down. Like they didn't get to leave until they fixed it two hours later. Fuck, like <laughs> and uh and, and they come out with the drum set, hooked it up, and right. And after we jammed, they were like, You guys mind if we run through our set real quick? And we we're like, Hell no, man. And to us, that's no, like oh, fucking we, a. we get to blah, blah. but they were like, We ain't got a jam room. This would rule if we could just jump on your gear and because we have three shows coming up, you know? And Jesus. It was so awesome. It'd be kind of hard to jam on a bus. And Yeah. <laughs> and 
Oh, they didn't live on it. They all dispersed <laughs> wherever. Right. But it was like someone woke up or is instantly in the bus. And then all of a sudden they were all oh, the on bus. the bus and wherever. So you'd think you're really going to bring that bus to the show at Vino's tonight. Where are you parking that? Where are you going? Like, no shit. They showed up everywhere on wow. in, in that you bus. Know, and, bus. uh, and man, and they that really that showed us a lot as far as like what real friends and yeah, what you do to like to have someone's back and to make it through stuff. Totally. And, uh, but our guitar, we eventually like just a month later got a guitar player, Aaron Mills, who became bass. Who was the guy that when we started Wake was the original songwriter? Oh, okay. Wake. So to take it all the way to that, right? That's, uh, sunny days just. We, we kind of got better eventually, um, and um, and Jeff, you know, he these are all like stories that are an hour long themselves, right, man. Right, but right, uh, right. yeah, Jeff, because uh, I don't, you know, Jeff's background at all. He was Jeff and Chuck, Chuck from Dead Bird, yeah. and then Jeff from Guitar Center, right? You know? But or, uh, or downtowns where I first, yeah, met man. Him. Long, long um, time ago, downtown. Uh, they were in this band, Mother's Day Out. Yeah. That, so, I mean, they were on MTV. I'm familiar Not near the cool times, right. but they would get played on MTV. So still fucking pretty cool. Yeah. You, play, <laughs> so, you can play my shit on MTV right now, and I'm still going to tell everybody I know. <laughs> no, even if it's played at 3 a.m., exactly. you know, it's like, you know, we got played at 3 yeah. But they would get played on, on Headbangers Ball. They would get played. Right. That's um, right. Yeah. So, um... <clears throat> I do remember that. They uh, they were signed when they were kids, like mm-hmm. 15, touring the world, shit like that. Uh, they got massively messed up on drugs. Meth right. is the coolest right. of them all. Because <laughs> it just messes your brain up. So, <laughs> And especially like if you're 16 years old, you know? Yeah. And, and especially if you've been signed to a major label and people come in and manipulate your music yeah. and then you get on mind altering mm. drugs that Dude. make you see things, you know, no like, fucking reality you know, anymore. so, so I mean, if you're like seeing things like a, you know, like a PTS war tweaker, you know, right. but what you're seeing is, is you're watching people manipulate your music, you know, right. and you're just like, and your kid. Explain that shit how, you know, one year we're cock rock, one year we're not, you know? Yeah. So he's like, I don't want to play this music anymore, but we're in it because we're in contracts. Yep. We have tours for years. We know who the next producer is. We, you know, there's, and we're, I guess you'd think, you know, not, I'm not saying these guys are methods. They're on all the other drugs. They're kids. They're experimenting with acid, whatever, you know? Yeah. We all did crazy shit. So. Man, they're experimenting with their music. It's getting heavier, man. Their demo that they wrote to send in, man, it sounded like Helmet or something. Yeah. And their record label was like, fuck that. Bring us some real shit when you're done with it. The shit we can sell, you know? Uh-huh. And and that's that's what you, that's, I mean, that's to a kid that has busted their ass right. writing demos when you bought them eight tracks to sit at home and right. like, you know, like, um, it's uh, so I, I mean, those guys, they met us. They they started coming down to shows because they weren't even a little rock band. They were like a small town band that got signed on a like crazy whim thing for a festival. And so and crazy. just and 
so it's like whenever they were never a part of like a, a local scene, a scene yeah where was, where it was like oh these are our friends they're in the right. scene they got signed hell right. yeah blah 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 it was nothing like that just some random and, occurrence and well i mean i'm sure it wasn't random to them but to us we were like who is who? this band right, right. that's like we don't know them. Like and we play shows every fucking week, man. Right. We, we know, know all. all the bands. I mean, we play with them. Like, but I mean, in all fairness, they would live two hours away. You yeah, know, that's and they were and they were kind of connected to a Memphis thing. Okay. Instead of here or whatever. So even when they got signed and were playing shows before they got signed, their people were making them play in Memphis instead of hooking up with the Little Rock connection. Right. So. Then fast forward to them meeting us, coming to Little Rock, like seeing Six Shine, seeing Sunny Days on a good night was like a religious thing, you know, because yeah. to see us on a bad night was all the time. But we would pl- <laughs> I mean, when we play a good night, it yeah. was just like and and the I, the first show like those dudes. I remember Chuck coming down and seeing like Sunny Days and Crankbait. And and going back to Batesville and being like, these are the greatest bands in the world. <laughs> like, you know, and I, in my mind, I'm like, God, I hope we can live up to that show because it was good. And we've never done that. <laughs> like, like, you know, like, yeah. like so, but it it worked enough to get him to bring all his friends from Batesville back down to the next show. Oh, then it worked so well that they were coming down every weekend, no matter what, to hang out with us, to do whatever. Then they said, fuck it. They, and, and right at that time, they had just quit Mother's Day Out. Oh, like, okay. They had done this tour with his band Greta, and, and the last day of the tour was at this new venue in Little Rock, Blue Rock Recording Studios, or, or whatever. Right. It was this new venue. And, um, and they did the whole tour not that show <laughs> and <laughs> said it was something about a, the drummer breaking his arm or something like that. And they, that, they was, never, it. that was it. That was and, it. Uh, and Jeff told us that day, he was like, man, I, I remember we got home. Me and Chuck went out, we found some shit, shit being drugs. Right, right, and right, right. he was like, we got, we were just like, fuck this. We are not doing this anymore. Yeah. Like this is the day, you know? And right after that's when they started coming to our shows. And so what they finally said, screw it. And they moved in with us. They, we all had in Sherwood at the end of this Greenwood, the end of this dead end road. Yeah. We had two houses and Chuck and Jeff bought the third one, the last one. Oh and ever, and we jammed there. So Bobby red lived here. And then the rest of us lived here. And so y'all own like a whole end of a street. Uh, yes. That's the entire badass, end dude. of a street. And it was a short street. There <laughs> right. were only like, Two other houses on down. It was just a little offshoot. It, yes. And, um, well, now they opened it through the woods to make it another half longer. Okay. But back then, it was like six houses and all on that. And then and it had four in. And yes. That's fucking <laughs> <And> awesome. So, <laughs> so um, God. So we did everything there because it also, back then, they hadn't done a lot of work. Like Clinton Elementary wasn't there. Like right. it was all woods. We had built like a castle of like tree houses, like <laughs> all this shit. Bobby Red had uh, taken a canoe onto this island in the middle and built a hut in the middle, like uh, of this island. So to get out to where his other house other was, house, yeah. it was like, 
where ours was just like you got to hike forever in the middle right, of all right. the shit, and then it was just like beautiful all around you. But his was like, nah, man. <laughs> You want to hang out with me on acid? You got to do this. <laughs> like, Go through so, the moat. <laughs> yeah, well, no, but you couldn't. It was it was like Leech City, so oh, you shit. had to get you had to get in a boat. boat and had to go out there. Oh so, my god. Um, so yeah. Um, after that, they were they were stuck with us, and uh, we then went to uh, Olive Street, which was like our next Justice Hall because we did shows there. We were banned from Little Rock. We never did any Little Rock shows, even though that's ironic. Even though all of us packed shows, we never did. It was just like we were, dude. People never wrote, inter- never wrote stories about us. Never did. Mm-hmm. It was just like we were. Uh, you didn't want to talk about us, you know. Interesting. So um, it was Vino's a lot, uh, and even even before we were banned, they just didn't want to fuck with it right, <laughs> you know right. like and um yeah they just didn't want our scene there is all it was we were scuzzy motherfuckers man right. we stunk like fucking just, hot sex yeah, yeah. <laughs> like i mean yeah. that had not showered and we we um we looked like shit yeah. uh, <laughs> we um which again uh, that's ironic because it's like all vino's that's I mean, uh, we, I mean, we were, we, we looked like scary rednecks, right, um, right. but we didn't look like rednecks, you know? Just, I mean, it was, it was scary. Gross. Uh, gross it was scary. gross. Yeah. Scary. I understand. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Looking back, I could have maybe showered once or twice. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, um, so, um, we, it was just like that. And uh, so in that time period, uh, Olive Street, that's where Wake formed. Okay. Um, we uh, we all started jamming there a whole bunch. Sunny Days, it was kind of like on its fifth incarnation of getting our shit back together mm-hmm. because Aaron hadn't been in a band for a while. And then he like moved back to town from Fayetteville. And when he did, he was like, everyone come back. I'm going to, you know, we're yeah, doing yeah, this. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, so they had been jamming for like weeks without me. And I was like, holy shit, our band's back together, you know? And so Sunny Days, that's when we got, got good was that last round of shit when Aaron got in the band. And, uh, Melville, the drummer for Psychosis. Yeah. He was the Sunny Days drummer. Oh, okay. Um, so that, so, awesome. so, the final, you know, piece of us is Melville and three guys from Wake. Okay. So Mel, we were doing this. Melville went to because he's from um, Omaha, Nebraska, and Nebraska. His parents and everybody moved down here for the train. Uh, oh, okay. They, they yeah, work the for the railroad, yeah. and um, so he does too. And he. Uh, he had went back home for it was like a spring break trip, so they were all just going. They were gone for two weeks. Jeff was living in Batesville, but he came to Olive Street, and he was like, "Hey, there was like a certain a couple of Sunny Day songs we hadn't played in a while." And he goes, "Play these songs." Jeff was not a drummer; he only played drums on his <laughs> demos. Yeah, but he had lots of demos. He wrote lots of songs, and he would just play on those. You know, right, right, right. He was just right. a basic, yeah, caveman, meat, meat and potatoes. <laughs> yeah, you know. Melville's a jazz drummer. Like right. he was in high school jazz band. Like he's a good he was a drummer. drummer. Yeah, we're in psychosis. <laughs> he's like a basic rock drummer. You yeah, know. Yeah. 
Melville, he, he ruled for what Sunny Days was doing, but Jeff sat down and it was like a totally different, it was totally different style of music. Right. Where this band was like this, it sounded like I hate God now. Yeah. Like I wouldn't, I didn't sing. I, I didn't sing. I let them do it. And I was just like, dude, I could change my vocals and this would be a completely different band, yeah. you know? And uh, <clears throat> so that entire next week, Jeff stayed and we wrote a song and wrote a big intro to our next song, which would be our first anthem to us. Uh, um, it was like the intro and then the opening riff, which is the song. And <laughs> and then Jeff went back to Batesville and Melville came back. And Good. we were just like, ah, we had tapped into something. Yeah. And we were just like, damn it. And not, nothing against Melville. He's one of our old school homies, you know. But it was just like, man. There's something special We were, We it. were, yeah. And, this, and our scene, Sunny Days did not fit with the stuff we were booking. Like, right. you know, I was booking like heavy shows. Yeah. Uh, because that's just what it was falling into the pocket. Um, we were booking. It wasn't me booking. We were all just whatever. Sunny days didn't fit with that. And I was like, right. this fits with that right. stuff. And so Melville stayed and Sunny Days ended up ripping one of those wake songs. <laughs> and no Jeff was just like, man, you took our song. And I'm like, move back, motherfucker. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> My God. And so that's, he made it. He kind of made the decision. He was like, I am going to move back. Like, uh, give me time. I'm going to figure something out and we're yeah. going to do it. And then Gravy was like, I'm getting a house where we all lived with our parents, right, you know, right. um, we were like 21 and at the time, maybe 22 gravy yeah. was 20, maybe. Um, cause we just worked so much so that we could buy weed. We wanted to live right. with our parents right. so oh, that yeah, we didn't no, have bills. I get you know? it. Trust me. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and so gravy was like, screw it. And he got a house in Levy gum street. Now, that was our, like, uh, you know, headquarters, the wake right. headquarters, because he was like, Jeff, I'm renting this house and you can live rent free. Come if down you here. will move yeah. here, you know? Um, so Jeff was like, I'll do it, you know? And, uh, so even though we were telling off the sunny day shows, Jeff had moved back. So even though we still had like one or two sunny day shows, we were never practicing. We were just practicing wake, wake the right. whole time. And so we decided in last show being this night was like January of 97, but we had already had almost a wake set written. And then they were doing all these shows in Batesville at the Landers theater, like one of the oldest theaters in yeah. Arkansas, you know, yeah. um, first theater in the state to get CinemaScope. <laughs> I mean, it, I mean, it, well, in the, in the, in the original times, Batesville was the first capital because of trade okay. and the river right. and stuff. So, right, right. so all original stuff happened there. And, um, I only know that because of our huge Batesville connection. Right, right. <laughs> but, uh, so we were like, we're not going sunny days had a show with crank bait on March 15th at this theater, 97, but we were like, we're not doing sunny days, but we don't want to cancel that. And everyone was finally like, Jeff, let's do it. Like yeah, we yeah. can do it. We, and that was our first show. And, um, Hell yeah. And, uh, yeah, I mean, so it just morphed from that to that. It was, uh, I mean, from sunny days to right. wake like that. 
It was except for Sunny Davis was struggling forever. Like you know, we'd have members yeah. in and out. Yeah. No one seemed to love it. We would play shows on no band practices. Like you're just doing like, it to be doing it. That's what yeah. it was. Except for I was a major doer. You know, I was a ma- I was a like a player. Like right. we gotta book shows. We gotta you know, but it right. just we you know just weren't in it. You know, well not the, we didn't have a jam room. Yeah. But nobody I mean it was kind of like, well, we figured out you don't do you don't do shit the way someone else says. Like our old drummer's dad, then you can right. struggle, you know. Yeah. Like, yeah. So sometimes you got to eat shit, you uh, know. And yeah. music, a lot of like times those you dudes eat shit. from Cross Kaida that had to fucking play that song for Saddam Hussein. Oh, right. Yeah, we were just, just to about play that. their yeah. that's just, just to play that set and to not die. Right. Right. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. They had to eat a shit sandwich and yeah. write a song that praised him. You know. <clears throat> right. Yeah, you spend a lot of time eating shit and heavy. Music. I, I'm not trying to like. Praise America right now, but at least we got to quit our band, right? Yeah, and start something new. And you can do whatever you want, really, musically. You yeah, just, you don't have to write fucking. I'm not songs. patriotic. <laughs> I'm just, but that's just the connection. That's obvious, man. Like that's the cool thing, I guess, about living here is yeah, yeah. <laughs> as opposed to like what those kids were dealing with. Oh yeah, know? totally. No, fuck that. Mm-mm. I don't, don't mean living here as far as Arkansas. Dear God. (laughs) (laughs) So, so you, man, that's kind of cool. I came in right like 99 and that's like, I just remember it was so different than it is now. Where did y'all play in 99? Uh, uh, Vino's. Okay. Yep. We played a show here and there at Vino's 99 and then 99 is right when we discovered the soundstage. Right. And Brandon, who Brandon. ran it back yeah. then. And we were, he was on our level. The he was time. just as messed up as we were. Yeah. So so we were just on that level together. He was like, do your shows. Do whatever you want. Let's he go get messed up. Yeah, he was a <laughs> like, do whatever you want kind of guy. Well, man, hey. No show no ever one, started on time. No, no You know, he's he's who helped get downtown going. Um, He didn't put anything into it. But we were doing everything at soundstage we were bringing yeah. little rock people to soundstage. to soundstage yeah and we were just like man we we can't do it like what it well, a friend of ours had recently just died yeah. drowning from a big Shit. it was sad we like a few of our friends were there and uh like all on drugs one Ooh. of those things where you're all tripping acid yeah. and then one of your friends die i mean yeah. it was one of those and when that happened it was a it was a turning point as far as like not wanting to die, you yeah, know, right. and uh, and knowing that you can, like, uh, we didn't change completely yet. <laughs> as as we still it did takes the, time, yeah. We didn't, we still did the bad things, but at least we were like, man, we don't want to go out without a bang. At least, like, we want to do what we want right. to do, and so it was all inspired by our friend Eric, and uh, and our shows were so big at our house, we started charge people, and we we're like, man, we cannot keep doing that setting up a person at the door right. and charging them we were right. like it's getting crazy um, we weren't getting in trouble we were at the dead end street in a ghetto in a business district oh yeah so it was like the sound was being eaten up by the freeway the buildings and the freeway it was, and yeah all it stuff, was yeah. we were getting away with it we never got in trouble so it was like we had tapped it That's you know badass. and and we were just like uh need something like that right now yeah <laughs> um i we got it that's another subject we need to get on to. Yeah, I yeah, love yeah. what we got going yeah. on now. But uh, 
we um we uh yeah it was just getting too good you know right. meaning like man we need to do something for the scene for us we can it's obvious you know yeah yeah so we talked to Bre- our alan wells uh yeah, who alan. was yep. you know alan um he had been my roommate for the last few years and he was so he's like he's he's kind of like a generation before me yeah so where i'm 20 you know 25 he's like 19 so he's in this he was in the generation of our friend that had passed that okay. passed away gotcha. that we were just talking about so these are the kids that are like gradual like Alan was in a band called 613 Mob. It's the same story as Sunny Days. Right, right. It's like, and probation. It's like, he was in this band. They sounded like Deftones. They were really sure. good. It was his high school band. And then he discovers Neurosis. I hate God. Like, instead of, you know, I guess learning about these bands, he learned about these bands. Sure. You know? yeah. And this was the stuff he liked. And so he moved in with me. We did heavy drugs together. Like we were discovered music together. Mm-hmm. I turned him on to a lot of music and it, I booked a lot of shows and he was always right there with me. You know, right. um, if I ever needed to talk to anyone about anything, it was Alan. I'd be like, and the reason is because all of his friends were coming to the shows. Yeah. So I'm like, this is your scene. You know, what's, you know, this is what we do. I mean, so it's the same way I, I, I have those people now that I talk to, you oh, know, but this was like the first of that kind of thing. Yeah. So we become real good buddies. Um, the, this stuff happens after the stuff with Eric and our friend. That's when we just start getting in a car and driving around and smoking and mm-hmm. looking for places. And right. um, we don't know what we're going to do. We just know we have to have live Swing music. Spot. Yeah. We have no idea what it takes to get a beer license <laughs> to do anything. Yeah. But at the time back then, I mean, Soundstage is a place. Yeah. We're like, Soundstage does it. Yeah. Other places had done it. We had done underground. There was a coffee sh- shop in uh, the Argenta district back when it was the f- slum district. Right. <laughs> Before right. it became Before it the gentrified right. place, which is awesome. But. Yeah. But back then, no one wanted to even fucking walk down that Fuck street. No. Yeah. <laughs> and um, and there was a coffee shop, and w- there were some underground shows there like the Crust Punk Rockers would throw. Oh, right. Okay. When Wake became a band, we started patching that punk rock thing. Like right. Our first show was with Trial, which is this extremely straight-edge hardcore band. And we played, like, you know, we'd do shows at the Belvedere or at MacArthur Park, okay. which is MacArthur yeah. Park. Um, well, the punk rockers then um, that were bo- doing the river shows and all that, there right. were no heavy bands. There were no heavy punk rock bands. So anytime they were bringing in, you know, a band that's coming in from Minnesota that might sound like, <laughs> they're completely punk rock to punk rockers. To us, that's crusty metal. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah, yeah. Grindcore shit, thrash. But yeah. they are not. They do not claim that. They are oh, punk rockers. okay. But there's no band. There's no bands in the scene to to play so those play shows, those shows yeah. or or a PA. So Wake's all Wake's first shows were crust punk shows. Really, like because the because they the punk rockers doing those shows were like we need a PA and we don't have a band, <laughs> and because we don't because the punk rock bands just Sufi Nun Squad. Sure, I mean they were still dominating the scene, but it wasn't heavy like that. Even though Sufi would play with everyone. 
the promoter would be like, if I could put a heavy band on it, it would rule. You right. know, so that's right. how you know we made that connection. But anyways, driving <laughs> around looking for driving around yeah. looking for these places, and that's where we got it that we could do it, and we didn't need other stuff. Right. I mean, coming to find out, nobody wanted that shit. Uh, they were like, "What are you selling?" And we're like, "Nothing. We're playing, doing shows." Click. Like yep. we actually got hung up on. Um, I believe it. And um, it was like. They hung up on us. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, was that an accident? Like, like, what's going on? Yeah. Like, um, so uh, we um, there was this place that we had done a show the year before. Mm-hmm. Wake and Allen's band Six One Three Mob. Yeah. Uh, and then Six Shine had done a show there. Uh, we only so we only did like two, maybe three shows there. It was called the Holen Art Gallery downtown music so it was the whole and h-o-l-o-n and this uh, i can't remember the local artist but that was his art gallery that's right in 98 and um and um maybe six months yeah so we did those three shows there in six months and the four show we had booked, we showed up and figured out the place was closed and we had to like, Oh, I guess we're doing a house show tonight. You know? So, so, um, on a whim, we were like, man, let's drive down Capitol where that hole in art gallery is and was, and just see what's on that street. We got there and every business was for rent. And we noticed people working like one person working, you know? And, uh, we were like, fuck. Yeah. Like, uh, huh. And so I called him. This was before Alan talked much. <laughs> he was a yeah. quiet guy, even though Alan was everything, the money, every right. Alan was the money. Jay, cause Alan was underage. So Jay was the beer license, right. the liquor license. Um, so that's how Jay ended up being a partner with Alan okay. a year into the business. Gotcha. But, um, yeah, I remember working with Alan. So he, oh, we, we called him. To at this point, we had morphed the record store idea. Oh, we we're okay. like, we're gonna sell records. Oh, and do shows. Right, A little venue in the back. <laughs> Where it was all about the shows, you know, and we yeah. were scrambling to get records. Let's go to Bit Around Records and see if we can buy 20 and just put them on our shelf. <laughs> like, Here's some old used shit for you. <laughs> let's just all pill our records and put them yeah. on the shelf and hopefully no one will buy them. <laughs> you know? so, that's a good, that's a good uh, business plan. <laughs> what was this to get our foot in the door? No one wanted to hear. They were like, oh, you're doing shows? Well, then you're going to uh, have a bar. And we were like, right. no. Gotcha. They're like, well, why would you do shows? Yeah. You know, if you're not going to have a bar and that's when it would, you know. Yep. And so. So you needed something else as a, as a front. That's all it was, was yep. a front. And um, so they loved it. They were like, I don't think they loved it. I think they needed people in there. Right. And they were like, that's an original idea. We love it. Let's meet sometime. Like Alan, uh, Alan, they, they, they bit. And then we could, that's back to Brandon called brandon and we we're like i called brandon and i was like dude we want to do this which is really cool for him to give us some really awesome advice which people in little rock are usually like they keep tight-lipped 
Yeah. yeah. Like yeah. we're in hot springs. Everyone shares their information. Oh, you're trying to figure out how to get an easy grant? We just got one. I'll teach you how. Yeah. yeah. Here it's like, oh, no, I don't know how to get one, even no. though you just got one. You just one. did it. Yeah. You yeah, know, yeah. it's weird like that. Um, so I applaud Brandon. He could yeah. have kept our business in Conway with him. And, That's true. And, but instead he was like, he straight up told us, he goes, money talks. He was like talking. Yeah. You know, pretty much. And, uh, he, he said, how much is the rent? And I was like, uh, I think 1200 bucks. And he said, <coughs> I said, you walk in there with cash, you'll do whatever you want. And he was like, they don't care. Yeah. And I was like, wow. <laughs> I'll go. Yeah. I was like, I don't have cash. Alan didn't have cash, but that's all it takes. Yep. So still, <laughs> so we're Alan was like, I was like, what's the step now? And he was like, if we go, me and you go and talk to them, you know, he, he, he had already worked that up in his mind that he was going to get his parents to co-sign on a okay. loan, $10,000 loan. That would be all of the PA equipment and then whatever else we needed. Right. And it's a small business loan. And yeah, that's relatively small for a business, yeah. a whole, a and, whole um, so, I mean, back then getting PA equipment wasn't what it was like now, right? You know, it, right. it was very difficult. I mean, it was five grand to just buy even a, a not good, yeah, small just PA with PV. all the monitors yeah. and a board. And like now you well, buy boards, a digital board, yeah, exactly. It's like, I mean, the I boards mean, are what used to really kill it. So, I mean, the budget. So that's why. So we hadn't done that, but he was like, I'm doing it. If you do the talking, you know? Yeah. We went in, we set up a meeting. I asked, um, or we were talking about it. They loved it, blah, blah, blah. And I just looked at him and I go, if I bring you cash next week for six months rent in advance, you got to think. Yeah. I go, you drop the rent to 800 bucks instead of 1200 bucks. And he was like, done. I'll give you a month for free. Fuck. But then we got to come up with like six grand. Yeah. That's <laughs> the other half it, yeah. of the, of the of business, the business loan, loan, you know, yeah. or whatever. 800 times six. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. I'm, I'm math stupid. So, <laughs> well, <laughs> so it's a lot. <laughs> it's a lot of money to just come up with that out of thin air is pretty fucking right. not easy to do. So, so he was like, yes. And what do you need for help? What do you, what? Do you, yeah. I mean, they were just trying to fill those rooms, you yep. know? Yep. So that's when Alan hooked it up after that, you know, and, and, uh, his, his, his parents gave him the loan and, and he, and I'll say something to people trying to start a business. Yeah. Alan paid his bank loan like a week early, even if he was behind on, the lights yeah. or whatever. Yeah. He always paid that. And in one year, they were begging to throw money at him. Really? Yeah. They were like, dude, we want to give you a real loan. We want to do this. Right. And he's like, no, it's nah, okay. I'm good. It's okay. I, but when I want it, you'll be here, you know? And then like five or six years down the road, he got like another, like a $5,000 loan to like yeah. up some stuff or yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and that's probably when they switched everything and moved it. Move that stage no, up on the back door. Years or something. before that, 
Okay. It could have been then. I don't know when he did it again, honestly. Gotcha, but, gotcha. But I do know seven years is when it moved. <laughs> so, um, or right, or no, no. Hmm. I'll do the math. Okay. It was one year before Sam got it. Okay. Um, so, um, oh, well, that, that would be right then, because the stage used to be in that back. Well, it was originally in that back, in the, in and the then front. they put it in the front. Yeah. And then it moved next door. And then it moved next door. Yeah. yeah. So, um, and that's what happened then. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that's how downtown music, after that, it was everyone coming together, and records suck. We and str- barely paid the rent, like, yeah. um, as far as, like, making the money. Yeah. Um, and then after one year, figured out how to get a beer license. And in one weekend, paid the rent for an entire month. Damn. Of just two shows, a Friday night show and a Saturday night show. And that's when we were like, fuck these records. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, records got to go. Yeah, yeah. We're having a blowout record sale, everybody. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you work here, pick some. <laughs> if you love the place, 50% off. There you know, go. like, yeah. get rid of this shit because the liquor is coming. <laughs> like, <laughs> I am the liquor. <laughs> uh, because one, when liquor came, it was like, whoa. Yeah. I mean, it was like beer times. And they actually made money. Yeah. And, and and in my mind, which was the downfall of everything, because that's when you make money and you want to be bigger and you right. want to move to bigger. And yeah. and man, always and, chasing that up upward trajectory. Right, right. Where also it was the times, you know, our bands that were that's playing yeah. were now playing the rev room because they had gotten that big, that big you, you know, size, yeah. and 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 I think Alan was like, fuck that. That sucks. They should be playing us but we don't offer that so he wanted to you know rev it up. but in my mind it's like we only do those shows like where a place like the rev room is doing fucking like everything oh, covers country, country. Yeah. i mean like yeah, they do it all you know it's like i stand up i mean yeah, they do it all in my mind it's like we need to just be proud that our friends are getting into bigger venues and we need to keep it small for like, the small guys yeah they got to have somewhere to go right yeah, because at the time we were not a part of Vino's, so it was like, "This is us." Like, yeah, we can't real. get in anywhere else. Wake at the time had established, so people had like, where everyone was like, you know, they were now like, "Can we interview you guys?" And yeah. can we do this? Yeah. And and so yeah, we were getting, we could get into other venues, but not everyone else, you know. Yeah. So that's I the just, importance of the. The small. You know, it is, man. I used to, I mean, I used to play downtown a fucking lot in all the bands I was in. And that was kind of the, one of the better parts to it was it wasn't a, it wasn't jumping through fucking hoops to get into the show. It was just like, Alan, hey, bud, we need a show on this date. He'll be like, let me check my calendar. And if it's open, it's, it's yours. Yeah. That's what I, um, it was a good kind of hope for like with Vino's these days. Yeah. Yeah. It's a lot easier these days. I know. It used to be a fucking circus act. But I know how hard it is to get in at the other venues. Yeah. So I at least just try to make Vino's the venue that the bands couldn't get into everywhere else. Right, right. So at least there's Vino's, right. you know. So. 100%. Uh, 100%. I, I, I think that's what we were talking about the last time me and you were talking was it's kind of crazy how everything just aligned 
And if it wouldn't have been for all the things prior to it, I don't know that any of that would have ever happened. No. It, it was the right exact people at the right exact time. And it was just like this. If you think about all the stories you just told, and then I'm, I'm actually like in there too, but I'm just some little kid like right. with those wonderlust eyes and everything's cool and downtown music's a shit. And then the other place opened up uh, across the street. Uh, oh, uh, down the road. Like, yeah, down, like the road. down the block. Yeah, Blank generation. Blank gen, yeah. Fucking that had to be a paradise for kids, dude, man. It <laughs> like it was an old men's warehouse. Yeah, still had like the little bullshit. Oh, I know. I mean, I went there. Yeah, it it's just the that best. I was always busy, like doing downtown <clears throat> stuff. So I never got to go as like a patron. Right. I mean, I saw three shows there. Yeah. Friends of mine that played there. But I was always like. I went there, saw the show, and I kind of took off, you know? Right, 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 right. Instead of being like, oh, I'm getting my hair ready, and I'm getting messed up, and I'm going to blank gym. Blank gym <laughs> like, I, was... never, I never had that, which if I had, looking around, like comic books, the just the way the place was Oh, uh, dude, designed. they lived there. It was a family. Right. They slept on the damn floor. The, the first night the I met, I mean, the first night I was there... I, I met their son, Logan. Yep, Logan. And they were like, you got, look, Logan, he has Logan on his arm. Like, that's awesome. And, and so to me, I'm like, wow, that's neat. You know? <laughs> like that that's, is, It was a wild time yeah. and a wild place. Dude, can we pause so I can pee? Yeah, you can pee. Where we got to pee? Okay, so go out this door and then just uh, go straight and then it's on the left. Okay. So we're paused right now. We're not actually paused. He's just going to the bathroom. I'll keep on talking. But it was a cool... If anybody doesn't remember Blank Generation, it was uh, an old men's warehouse on Capitol, and there's like an empty parking lot to the right, and you would walk, everything was through the front door. Uh, I think when it originally started, they tried going through the back door, but it was just a fucking nightmare, so everything was like through the front door of the building, and uh, you would walk in, and then you would walk all the way to the back, and there was a rug, and four speakers, and the other two were just... Like, the bottom two were these archaic-ass, just the... I mean, the fucking tweeters on these things were horns half the size of this table. They were all... I'm so old. And the board was, like, over to the right on a table. And they would mic the kick drum and the vocals. And that was fucking it. And it was a very DIY punk place. And they would have, like... you, You had a rug, and that was basically it. And there was no monitors to speak of. And you would just fucking play and you would crank your amps up loud and they would crank the PA up loud. There wasn't even really a sound check. It was just like, is this thing on? All right, let's fucking go. Where? At Blank Gen. I was just describing oh, yeah. to people who might not have ever got to go yeah, it was there. Neat, and how long? It was like opening three years? About or? three years, maybe okay. four at the most, at the most. Right. I remember uh, I got, ro- well, we caught a guy stealing from us in that parking lot, uh, chased him down, but he dropped yep. what he was stealing. So he, <laughs> sorry. So we stopped and just That's picked up our shit. Part it was for a deer, and then yeah. It's, <laughs> and then uh, and then I watched a guy do a, you know how people run up the wall and and flip around. I saw a guy do that in that parking lot too. So that was cool. Two random ass stories for no yeah. reason, but I man, blank gin was the shit. Just the whole embodiment of that place was just. It was like you. Did, I think the no care like you know, whatever attitude, just do whatever, literally whatever the fuck you want. Climb on the ceiling. I watched a guy throw his guitar through the wall there, like through one of those bullshit little closets from when it was a men's warehouse. (laughs) (laughs) 
a life once lost did that at downtown music once and alan stopped the show uh-huh. and was like motherfucker you're gonna fix my wall yeah. <laughs> like, here's some dude, spackle and a fucking dude like, <laughs> <laughs> wake eventually went on tour with yeah. a life once lost they were even like we're cool, right? <laughs> like, I, I don't know. Did y'all mean to do that? <laughs> it was. We were so like weird back in them days. It was oh, just man. like we're waiting for someone to nudge us, sure. you know? Yeah, and, the young. So we fucking testosterone. We had a hardcore up. band, yep. like of young kids that were popular. Hot topic band, dangerous combination you know, yeah. at our place, right. you know, and and we were just like, you better be on your best behavior. <laughs> you know? like, I can't say I've ever physically damaged a venue on purpose, but my last, uh, my hands to war's very last show when we broke up the first time, uh, that was at downtown when mm-hmm. Sam owned it, and it cost us one hundred and seventy five dollars because I broke because <laughs> I broke a bunch of shit. I, I, oh. I was I didn't mean to. But we we basically trashed everything we owned, but it ended up breaking some of their shit too. Like what? Uh, microphones. Oh yeah, microphones yeah. and microphone stands for sure. Yeah. yeah. yeah okay, we, I was thinking. Yeah. I could see where that would get <laughs> tangled. Yeah, yeah the yeah, kick totally. drum mic was the. Biggest I was like, expense. did something go through a monitor? Like, no, 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 no. I mean, maybe, but it, no, no. That that makes sense. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And you know, so shit does happen, but we never. We were. We've always. Well, we're a crazy fucking band, but we're always. In the back of our mind, like, I'm not here to ruin your fucking stuff because I know how right. much this shit costs. Dude, uh, that Even a fucking wall. Last it's like, well, it's Jungle like, Juice show when oh my God. Brad destroyed that guitar <laughs> against the brick, against <laughs> the side of the stage wall at Vino's. Yeah. And now Jungle Juice is playing at Whitewater coming up. And that's I'm just fucking, like, oh my be, God. That's going to be fucking mayhem, dude. It's like, dude, it's all wood. Do not set the place on fire. Like, so how do you be that dad that wants to be cool, but then uh, says, you can't do that. Please, please. Just, please. I, I want you to have a good time, but please, but please. don't burn down my video. Right. <laughs> that's it. Yeah, that's it. That's all you can hope for. And then right then, that's when they're like, oh, man, we thought you were one of the cool ones. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Like, damn it. Dude. I'm sorry. Burn it down. I did. <laughs> I did. I did watch the chariot uh, fuck up. You know, they were famously known for destroying everything, and they stacked all their shit in the middle of the stage in a pile. Well, one of the cabinets was way up on top, and it came crashing down, and it went into the stage. Yeah. So at the village, there was that piece of laminate flooring screwed to the fucking right. stage. That's why. There was wow. a hole right there. That's, dude, I'll say, the Vino stage looked fucked. I God. honestly thought it had another year or two on it. Oh, uh, my God. Listen, because... The middle was completely goo, but the stuff around it was holding Besides, that goo. That's what what was that's literally had what it something was. like that happened. Yeah, the the middle would have just shattered, shattered. Because it, it now was. the 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 stuff around it would have held ground, <laughs> yeah. but it would have. But it was already shattered, and they were going underneath it, right, and putting patches on it, and like, and, and I, I say patch, I mean. No one in their right fucking mind would have <laughs> They were just randomly screwing shit to other shit, praying that it would fucking hold together just, another I'm year. A, I'm imagining like some pants from the 70s it with like Dude. with like 17 uh like you know jean patches. Right. Yep. Like, That's literally like, it. Uh, uh, 
That thing was that thing was held on with gravity and hope, my friend. Jesus, just some, just some crossed fingers. All yeah. right, another night. It made it, dude. That thing was so. We're fun. just gonna gut the middle. No one run in the middle. <laughs> like everyone yeah, just, yeah, just keep it around. Like so, we make our band sit up in a U, right? Shape, all the way around. That's the edges. just our style. We have you know? guitars. You stay. You stay on the left and right. Singers, the only guy allowed in the middle. They're typically the smaller of the people. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. But now yeah. that bitch ain't going nowhere. No, it ain't. No. I like like uh, getting back to I like what we got going on now. Um well, well t- t- dude, I'm thinking about because there's um, some young people who listen to this. We had a bad slump. Bad. The whole state. When was it? I mean, it was a fucking I mean, I'm on another window. Right. So you're on a tell me when so do you... in my in my in my world, okay, like oh seven, basically the recession when it hit okay. it hit hard and just kind of fucked up shows okay too. I mean, you would you would be playing a show and it's like there's fucking eight fucking people here. Wow. And that was most nights. And then Venus. See, at that, that time, thing. like Wake is touring so know, much that like I'm I'm like, like uh, absent to it. I'm absent to it. Yeah. yeah. And, well, it was uh, like, dude, you would be, and then the Vinos tried to make theirself like a sports bar. All the TVs came in. Mm-hmm. And then I remember being at a show that did well, which was rare. So you, it was a night where there was all the way to the back and the guy on stage, the singer stopped the fucking show. And I can't remember who it was, man. I think it was, uh, fuck. I can't, they're from Dallas. They just actually played here with Emory. I can't believe I'm spacing their name, but, um, uh, so they're playing and everyone's watching fucking TV. And so he just stops the show and is like, can we have someone turn these fucking TVs off? If is this really what's going on? So it was like, it was a disrespect, but from the people too, like no one gave a shit, right? No one gave a fuck. You're at a pretty packed show. few, you know, a couple hundred people and you're still only paying attention to the fucking TV. It was wild, man. It was a wild time. It was like, uh, it was almost one of those things where it seemed like people had just given up on a, on a live experience because shit was just, you know, shit w- wasn't, for us, wasn't so hot. It was always weird. Like, we are the kind of bands that nobody, like, you don't tell people you're coming to see, you know? Right. So, I mean, bands like Sea uh, Hag or yeah. Wake or those, and in that time. In that time, for um, sure, definitely. The few years before that, Hundred percent sure, like two thousand four. Yeah, at two thousand six and two thousand seven, we just got signed to like, as far as an indie label, a major label, right? And so it was two thousand seven to us was almost like our year because more of the freaks came out of the woodwork because they were like, no, we're validated because you guys Mm -hmm. got signed, you know. So, so that year was. At downtown and for our bands that were struggling, right, seemed cooler. I would say I'm saying Sevens was the start, so that's but that's also towards the downfall <coughs> of Venos. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That, like that yeah. was that was when it started. That was the year it started because it was a. Sl- I mean, everything's a slow decline. Well, Nothing just happens. I would overnight. say downtown music's more Venos competition. Was yes. 2003 to 2007. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Um, and the only competition would be if they just got one or two of the shows that we wanted. Right. Not two of the, not two or three of the shows that we could handle, but yeah, they're like, they've just been in, in, um, uh, 
I can't even remember right. fuck right now. <laughs> <laughs> but it's Sasha, the dude that makes the Dun- Dunnable guitars. Uh, anyways, oh, right? Um, yeah. uh, his his shit. His band was playing at Vino's while like Dead Bird and 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 like uh, bands a, a solid lineup that those guys like should have been in right and then they were playing at vino's with to, to nobody yep. with no local yep and and it and then like all they did was come to the show go play their show and then come back to our show that didn't happen that often Shit. but that was the only with the times that happened right, right right that's the that's the only time we were in competition right with vino's yeah they did heavy shows that were our kind of thing but in all fairness like fletcher had that hookup it was yes. it was his hookup to be in the beginning right like um, worked there forever i mean we had a separate war going on with fletcher like and 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 that one i i can almost understand right more right like I, fletcher's the reason we opened downtown music uh, i could believe that i mean that's the reason we went to conway mm-hmm. and it's the reason we're doing Stayed shows out a little rock we're doing yeah. shows like I hate God in Conway and selling the venue out and doing big tickets, selling tickets right in Conway. <laughs> like, at soundstage. At soundstage is... with five percent of Conway there. And it's ninety-five yeah, right. percent right. of North Little Rock, you know, like and we did that with like Agents of Oblivion. Dude, I met my uh, wife at Soundstage. That's man, I'm a big soundstage promoter. Like I miss it. It it um uh, and I, I honestly say that because uh, Brandon was a gnarly dude. Yep. Gnarly is in. He he was like us, man. I mean, he was right. more of a punk rocker, but he was on the same drug yeah, level as we reason. were. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and at the time, he didn't play in a band, but he was a great guitar player. And yeah. He was giving guitar lessons, yeah. and and he would always make that connection with us. You know, he'd always be like, "Man, I I love your guitar player cuz mm-hmm. Gravy was classically trained and Brandon was classically trained. Right. Like they both could play classical guitar and he was just he always made that connection with us and um it felt like he was one of us even I mean, we just came in and he was like Mikasa fucking Sukasa, right. you know, right. like and and it definitely and, felt and like after that all the time. Yeah. in Little Rock what happened was we were starting to do all our own shows. Fletcher wasn't here. And these bigger metal bands that are big now were not big then. Right. 98, right. 97. Yeah. Yeah. So we were doing shows at Old Man Kurtz, which was, oh, yeah. oh, that is the playground, dude. Right. So Old Man Kurtz, when you would drive up the road, there was a sign that said 21 and under. <laughs> like, <laughs> and it was because when he opened the place, it was almost like, it was almost like he was a, uh, it was geared towards that after school like right. crowd, right. which they did that in the eighties and seventies. Sure, there when I was a kid, there were Big places crowd, like, hey, let's go to Smiley's after school. Yep. They have the video games, and then this band is playing. So yeah. you, it'd just be like the Peach Pit or, right. or right. whatever. Yeah. I mean, it totally. was literally like that. Yeah. Like I mean, like Saved by the Bell so and, crazy. and going there so after crazy. school. And I remember like, shit like that. So, so wild, that's man. Old Man Kurtz was that in the nineties, and it didn't catch on. <laughs> like, Wish there was more of that. Still, <laughs> that was creepy in the night. But, oh, okay. but to, I know what he was going for because right. he had shuffleboard and he had those kind of games set up. And what it was is his parents, his mom, or I can't remember. 
they had an old grocery store that oh. that was half the size of this and well right. no it, it was a little bit bigger than this room a yeah, grocery like a store kind of yeah. yeah um and you walked in and there was stuff you know yeah and um so he turned this room into a game room with like bumper pool and right, like right, that kind right. of stuff and then you went outside and he had made this stage and so he was only doing shows in the summer and he wasn't doing any shows really when we caught on the place like blew up because we were doing all our shows there right from the year uh like september of 97 to uh for the next two years probably mm. uh that uh, in between then we had nothing yeah and then then the downtown thing yeah yeah uh yes yeah. and um no 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 soundstage soundstage so sorry uh, sorry, sorry no 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 it's right and up. uh <laughs> so um like we do a vino show here and there jeff matika was booking at the time right during those times okay. before fletcher coming back before he came back so yeah Kiffin that uh, used to play in Wake forever, and he played a million other bands. At the time, he had a radio show on KBF called Musical Fruit every Wednesday night, and I it did that. all yeah. metal or crust or whatever, because yeah. he listened to a lot of heavy stuff. So, so he would get the weird shows. It was Roger was a dude right before Kiffin. And he was the punk rock stuff, and then Kiffin okay. was after him. Okay. So all those crust punk shows that Wake would get would be through Roger. Oh, okay. Roger would ask Kiffin. Kiffin would say, Wake's a new band. And that's how all that happened. Badass. So, so people, would, they were kind of like a beacon for bands that needed shows okay. at that time. Awesome. And so we would get bands that are big to us now um, were hitting us up with nowhere to play. And we were, that's when we, we did our first show in September at Old Man Kurt's. The next one was Halloween, and then after that, we were like started bringing our shows there, and and this is outside. So in the right. winter, he had made a place, and we were playing inside this place, the and little... he would just push the games up against the wall, oh, and then shit. as soon as it came halfway easy to go outside, he had a monster heater, and he built this uh, ceiling over the yeah. top, but it was only out of that plastic shit you know oh, yeah yeah yeah, um, yeah. it was plastic. a tarp it was a good was tarp, a tarp. <laughs> and, and and the way that the stage was because he would wear a flight suit like yeah. he was the pilot <laughs> he, his name was billy and he'd run around and he had at the time he had long hair like david lee roth and he was our uh friend lizard's uh stepdad <laughs> so anyway um that's how we know the play lizard was like my stepdad billy you know yeah, my yeah. mom's husband like so <laughs> and um so so that was like his cool vibe is he'd right. wear, he'd look like a pilot, but he'd wear this. I think some, his dad was maybe or something. So okay. he had a plane painted the, and the, the stage had a backdrop just like this, dude. It was to a point and then it came down right. and he had a plane. I can show you right now. There's a six shine show posted up on here and, uh, and the plane painted up and then the tarp down. And at, at this six shine show, I fucking, I, duct tape a video camera to that beam in the middle yeah. and you get the top of the crowd like everyone That's throwing cool. down it's fucking awesome and uh and then as soon as the weather got good you just pulled that pulled tarp, tarp up off. and yeah. pushed the uh heater up and then brought like in a monster fan and man we did really fun good shows there um it was awesome 
It was a good time. And then same thing with him. He moved to a bigger place, like down the road. This is all you take the Levy exit and you're going to Maumel, that yep. back the yep, back, back way, way, like yep. Old Main. Um, not Old Main. Uh, no, what's Old the Main. high school? Old Main is North Little Rock, the other oh. way. Uh, 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 what's that high school? Um, I don't know that one. It shut down, though. I forgot. But yeah. it, it was uh, anyways. Um, that way, though, I from Levy to Maumel, yeah. Morgan, yeah. like out there. It's a long stretch, yep. like 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 seven miles or whatever. And it was off in there. And uh, he just moved down the road a little in this big fucking warehouse with no love whatsoever. Um, it's a big, honky square, nasty-ass stage. Um, I don't I'd say nasty. It's made out of wood. <laughs> There's lots of wood laying everywhere. It was just so fucking big. Right. The coolest thing about it is there were these bleachers no one could sit on. They were pushed up against the wall, <laughs> and they went up, and the ceilings are so high. So I remember our last show there, like, crawling up to the, like, mm. highest part of the bleachers of the yeah. microphone while Wake is, like, I'm up here, and then, and Wake is, like, right on the stage and, and then playing to the crowd right here. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, but <laughs> it, it, it closed after that and, and lost all its love. Yeah. That's the place where we cooked the floating dead animal on stage for Halloween and ran everybody out. Like it's, uh, it's, it's, it's nice. Cause it's a story that's been talked about a lot. Yeah. I've and, heard that story, that's but it, 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 it happened there. And that was part of our, you know, our fucking protest. We hated it. Right. <laughs> we hated the place. Right. <laughs> and it was Halloween. So we were like, hey, why not? everyone loved Marilyn Manson. We were like, yeah, we're going to bring in a dead animal. <laughs> And we're going to cook it. And barbecue it with all his hair and everything. <laughs> and I don't mean dead animal. Like, we just bought it at the store, like, in yeah. the meat department. <laughs> like, like possum. We've been eyeballing this thing on the side of the highway for a while. <laughs> like, There's a raccoon on seven. <laughs> we didn't know what it was. It looked like a bobcat, but it was a possum. Possum. It just had been bloated so much oh, that right. its teeth were gnarled out. Gross. So it's like, it's got to be a, a vicious cat. <laughs> like, yeah. You know? Yeah. <laughs> Vicious marsupial. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Them fucking things are pissing vinegar. Fuck yeah, they are. So, when did you come around to the... Because Vino's went through a lot of changes, and then Fletcher left permanently. And then Sam and Haley start coming up through there, and then... Sa Sam left Vino's right at the end of Fletcher. Just I, I remember the throwdown that right. made her be like, I'm fucking, fucking out of here, you know? Right. Um, and it was, it was the Phil and Selmo show. Oh, uh, it wasn't Phil. It, it was, uh, I mean, I probably shouldn't be talking about this shit, but, uh, Fletcher didn't have the guarantee right. and Sam had to go to them and be like, they didn't give me the money. I, uh, you yeah. know, like, it, I could be wrong. And if I am, I'm really sorry because I don't mean to miss. Right. Miss speak on it. Yeah. On yeah anything. That's fine. I just know that such some bullshit, some bullshit got left right. on Sam. Right. Until where it was fucking. It sounded Sayonara. like it might not have been the first time and or either, or it was hard enough for her to be like, fuck this. Fuck this yeah. And at that time, the, the village is still a thing, and but the village, right? So that's Sam went to the village mm -hmm. and Blake was doing the village yep. and a bunch of people had it, their hand in at the village. Yeah. So Aaron, uh, yeah. James Snyder. But what are you saying? Where did I come in? 
Yeah, yeah. When did you start coming to Vino's and doing stuff like? Oh, like when did? Because I work there technically. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, when downtown closed. Oh, okay. Um, right at the end of downtown, uh, I did one or two shows there. You're talking about before, right? It like downtown was still open, before but it, it was closing in two months. Right. Okay. Okay. Um, and I did like Noisome and Jungle Juice mm-hmm. and Napalm Christ. I mean, all in one show. So yeah, it was yeah, like, yeah. yeah, it was like Jungle Juice, Napalm Christ, someone else I just can't remember, and then and Noisome, and it was fucking rad. Yeah. And then at the exact same time, God, I don't, I don't like to all this shit. <laughs> I just won't mention names. It was yeah, you, double booked by the booking the guy that was booking at the time. Gotcha. And Robert, who was managing the, the back room, uh Lieutenant Dan. Yep. Um, was at the door and they double booked it. And I had like four or five fucking bands, you know? Holy and fuck. I was like, our flyer says we're starting at fucking seven, you know? Yeah. Like we've been here at four to sound check. Like yep. Like I at this point I was booking everywhere in town. Right. I had l- I had not touched Vinos for a very long time, you know. Yeah, um, like, for re- obvious yeah, fucking yeah. reasons yeah, they in had my some, department. Well, in, and, in a lot of people's department, they had some real fucking issues for a long time, and that's why they that's, uh, 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 yeah, that's like why up until a little while ago, yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> like and still do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, anyways, um, as much as I love the place, and I'm still just like I hate the place. Do you? Uh, if you knew my story, Vino's is different, right? Yeah, they just it was. So I don't hate it. I mean, dude, they they're they're in my employer. I love what we're doing now. Yeah, but I was the kid that was banned from Vino's right. all the fucking all time, the fucking time. Yeah. while they praised fucking bullshit, you know. And I'd be like, "Yeah, our art is the shit. Right. We are really doing the progressive shit. We're doing the." shit that is next year right and you're doing safe bullshit you know Whatever's bringing the people in the doors or just whatever is fucking hip you right, know right. like i mean which i'm not like that these days right, right, right. <laughs> you know old, old mindsets yeah so uh, um that's how we took it that's how i fucking took right, it right and and it would be weird that we would pack places other places but it would just be always weird at vino's uh-huh. or or we would pack fucking vino's completely out and they would just treat everyone like shit, shit. well they did that um, a lot yeah and i will tell you what it's been a different crew every time so you yeah. can't blame one right. person right it's been a bunch of different people treating someone like shit yep. but they ain't treat everyone like shit there were some motherfuckers that they were licking their assholes and it's just like you looking there, assholes? You know what? When the story is fucking told, we're going to be on top over here right. where those assholes are still back in 98 right. with your tongue in it. Like, right. I'm sorry. No, no, no. <laughs> like, so, I mean. Well, we were at when you go there and then. So, uh, downtown music was closed. Closing. Yeah. And, um, and I had booked that show and it, it turned into right. a clusterfuck. And I got pissed about it. Like I was showing my ass that night. I was like, because it was a, it was an acoustic guy, and I've got I've got already the, the doors aren't open, and I've got a hundred motherfuckers there with long hair, and, or just like hardcore kids or whatever, right, you know. Right. And the he's rough like, crowd. 
he's like, well, we're, we're going to wait and let him go on before. And I was just like, you're, fu- you're joking me. What do you suggest I do? Who's here for that guy? Well, no one's here for him, but his friend's here from out of town. Bye. Yeah, take that shit out on the deck. Like, yeah, man, yeah. get out of here, bye, man. Yeah. <laughs> well, I was like, no, what you need to do is chalk it up as your fault <laughs> and, yeah, yeah. and then let me get on with my show because <laughs> right. I'm bringing you business yeah. and you're killing that business right now. Like, dude, I'm doing that. And I ran up to, you know, Lieutenant Dan and I'm like, motherfucker. And he's like, I can't help you. We really don't even sound check till this time. And I was like, he fucking oh, told God. me this. Yep. And and it, we're doing it like this. I'm not saying he said, she said. I'm saying he said this. Yeah. <laughs> you know? No, and, I, yeah. And Dan's looking at him and the guy's like. And, and yep. dude, it, and I was just like, mother. I, I was, I looked at them both. I was like, I get it. Yeah. I get why nothing happens back here, man. Uh-huh. Like. It sucks. It sucks. <laughs> like, yeah, it was bad. Dude, a couple weeks later, they offered me a job to be the booking agent there. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's funny. And, and um, <laughs> yeah, and uh, and it sucked. The first year was fucking miserable. I can believe that. it. Would dude, I had the Yalcha there. Yeah. They played ten minutes, and Lieutenant Dan pulled them off the fucking stage. Dude, that shit because they had fucking hit curfew at like yeah. ten o'clock. Yeah, and. And I was just like... His attitude towards the end, dude, was, dude, so, was so checked out. Dude, it, it, so... It was bad. That, dude, so I worked there a year. They fought against me the whole time. Yeah. They fired me. Yep. Um, finally. Uh, and after a year, and I was just like, yeah, I get it. You know? <laughs> and, and this is... You have killed... You have made it to where I brought shows here, and you have killed those contacts right. of mine like right. and um so jeff matika takes over for a year mm-hmm. and then i just don't book there um do you do keep doing whitewater I and, do whitewater yeah. fucking pack them in yeah dude jeff takes like does like some dumb shit and i love jeff for really good friends but he doesn't book my shit yeah so for instance where I've got Jucifer coming in on a door deal because I've been friends with those dudes since before they've ever been a band. Jeff is offering them like a $800 guarantee and no one fucking comes to the show because he doesn't put the right openers on it Uh because it's not his fucking scene. And then he fucking makes people feel bad because no one came, but they all came to the one that CT booked a year earlier. (laughs) And it's like, you don't get it, man. Like you, it's, Stay in your uh, house. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. And, and me and him are in other houses together because we are fucking cock rock kings. Me and him will talk about docking till the end of time, man. <laughs> and uh, we'll be stroking each other off while we're right, doing right. it. Like we, I mean, but dude, the underground heavy shit is a weird. It's, yeah. You don't just dabble in that no. shit, man. Like, Unless for some reason you think you're going to make money and then you better be in it to yeah. win it. You got to really have your finger on the pulse. That's it. And, 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 and he would, he was, I remember he was mad about this particular shit and would go on Facebook and motherfuckers were just like, what you don't know is we've seen Juicer for a hundred fucking times. Yeah. And at least and like CT was at least putting something on it underneath it that That's we it. wanted yeah. to see. So we stuck around for Juicer because they're a really cool band. Yeah. And we probably wouldn't have went other than that. 
And then the next time when I was working again, Juicefer comes at me with this fucking like, we got to have a guarantee. I'm like, look, man, I looked at the emails he sent you. You're not, you're, you need to take it back to where we were. Right. Like, right. I'll be here when you're ready. Yeah. Hey. And they did. They were like, cool. We'll take the deal you gave us. <laughs> and, and just a standard. And they packed deal. the fucking house yeah. that night. Well, you know, and got more than the guarantee that they would ask for. Of course, yeah, of course you would. Why? I mean, uh, you know, there's a lot to that, but also, you know, uh, heavy shows require looking at the bigger picture. You ha- you can't just look at the one band and expect the draw to come from that one band. Fuck no, not in Arkansas. No, 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 no. It doesn't work like that. I mean, for instance, the other night. We did the obsessed. We had over a hundred people there. Everyone yeah. checked out by their fourth or fifth song. You know, yep. It's just, dude. It's Arkansas on a weeknight. But you want to know what I did to get everyone there? Put Tempest Terra's first show back for almost a year. Yeah, with all new songs. Night Spake was also on that, which is a band that does not play regular at all. Right. Both those bands are all from the Morgan Mom L Conway area. So it's like all their friends are at least friends with all that kind yeah. of a crowd, man. Yeah. Dude, I'm trying to do whatever I can to get the obsessed some fucking money on a weeknight. It's hard to do. It happened. Now it's the crowd good. didn't stick around, but they got paid. They got paid. And they got fed and they got treated awesome. Right. And the next time they are able to come on a Friday night, it will be different, you know? For sure, for sure. I mean, so you got to know your shit. You got to know what you're dealing with. Yeah. You know, and, and take what you can get and make it the best. And and, and that's one of those situations, you I know? Think really, I think really the downturn for a lot of it was just the care left the building. And people just so, didn't give a fuck. No, I didn't care when I worked there. I was scared yeah, on man. my toes the whole time because it seemed like they fought me on everything. everything. So I left for a year and Jeff Matika worked there with Dan. Yeah. Robert. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Lieutenant Dan, for the people that don't know, yeah. uh, the old manager that worked at Vino's for like ever. For and he, ever. he looks just like Gary Sinise, like just they're like twins or yeah, something. He's this fucking um, twin. You'll think you're seeing a movie star when you see him. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. He's, a, he's a super nice guy. Okay, all this shit oh. aside, which is the story I'm about to get to, Jeff and him have been friends for years because Jeff had worked at Vino's every position, you yeah. know? Well, Jeff, the whole next year, Jeff's booking those shows and learning that kind of shit that I had just said. Which is the same kind of shit I would learn for a band out of my scene. Right. You know, like I'm not trying to, it's just something I had to learn over 10 years that juice for rule or whatever, you know? Right. And that wasn't the problem with Jeff, man. He said, I mean, it was horrible working with Robert. Like he hated it, hated hated the job, fucking hated it. Jaded. Yep. He fucking, he was just pissed off about it. Yep. After a year, Jeff quit. And said, went to Chris, and that's a thing. Chris knew that is the you know the manager. He's the boss at Vino's yes. because the owner Henry. People don't see him that much at no. all. I mean, he's there. He signs checks. He comes in. He does stuff, but it's in the shadows, right. you know. Yeah. So Chris is the face of Vino's, yep. and and he's those three guys are old friends. Like they yeah. like Chris started out as a cook with Jeff and Robert. That's so crazy. I mean. And Jeff had to go to Chris and be like, I'm quitting. And it's because of Robert. Like he, it, it's miserable. Yeah. We were good friends and now I can't work with him. Like yeah. I want to go back to being his friend, you know, like, no, I, yeah, I get it. 100%. And, and right after that. So I worked there a year 
it's it's hard for me to think back on right, <laughs> right, what right, years right, these right, were. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe it, more it, recent. It, it was directly. I mean, it, it touched basis with downtown closing. There you go. It was so that Noisem show. Yeah, we booked the very last downtown show ever at that Noisem show. Right. Like Napalm Christ had the date, and then we found out a day before that Noisem show that that's the last show ever. So at that show, Napalm Christ was like, "Does everyone just want to play on it so we can all be friends at right. night?" You know, right. and 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 it and it happened at that Noisem show. So it's like I just started working at Vino's Downtown gotcha. Music, and that was the year that sucked. And then there was the year that sucked for Jeff, and then after that, Chris approached me about a different deal saying, I want you to do shows. We're going to give you this cool percentage and you'll make money. And, blah. and I don't do that. Yeah. Like I don't take a percentage off my shows. Like the only way I would make money is if the show was so awesome. You didn't know I made money. Right. Right. And everyone's getting paid everyone's at that getting, point. Yeah. And so yeah. it's like, there's never, if, if you're like, was that all the money that's made? Yes. Like, because it's just to that, you know? Yeah. And so he was trying to make me that deal and I just didn't feel comfortable with it. Cause I'm like, I know my numbers. It's not commercial numbers. Like I'm like, dude, if I only make 500 bucks, I don't want to take a hundred from that. Like I, I, I'd rather give 400 to the touring band and give a hundred to the opener or give 500 to the touring band. <laughs> like, I mean, and just explain to the four openers that there wasn't enough to go around to four openers. So we're going to all give it to the touring band, you right. know? Yep. So, it's like when you're dealing with so many bands, there's no room for me to squeeze shit out of this, you know? Right. right. And uh, so I told him, I was like, I want my job back, but I cannot work with Robert. I was yeah. like, that that is what has to happen, man. Like, and I think that was, it had nothing to do with me. It was in the works already. That yeah, Robert, yeah. That they were like, Robert is not going to be back there anymore. Well, they had to know. Come on, man. No, and, they knew. Yeah. And it wasn't me. Where before, it was a, a me. They were, they were probably just hoping it was me. Right. Oh, he's that dude from right. Wake from the Six Shine crowd. They've always hated us because we've always hated is, them. Yep. Like, like I, I mean. And he's been here forever. And he's been here forever. Literally. So why would Literally. Yeah. Right. I mean, he was there my whole fucking career until he left. Right. I don't remember a time when. But what's crazy is when I first started, he was awesome. No, no, there he was dude, fucking great, and I'm sure he dude, is that now. That year that, that I that worked, place. that he was miserable. There were lots of times we saw eye to eye on shit. Yeah, there was this time uh, our sound man, who was a regular sound man, at the, I you, he got rid of. I came in, and the du old dude Lee that uh, was just uh, hated everyone. Triple like ponytail man, dude, yeah. and and Wake had gotten in fights with Lee on stage. Like we Lots opened up for bands. Living Sacrifice after ten years of saying we will never step foot there. Sam and Living Sacrifice both reached out to us like, this is our reunion show. Yeah. Rocky's been in Evanescence for so long, so we broke up. Well, now we're back. We won't Wake to play with us, and we we're like. Fuck Vino's, like, <laughs> man, you play it downtown music yeah, if yeah. you want to play. And but they all convinced us, <coughs> and Lee fucking started shit with us, like yelling at us from the monitors oh, yeah. in the middle of our last song and shit. Oh, yeah. I mean, it was a, I mean, it was a fiasco. <laughs> and, mm -hmm. and and so I mean, when I came on, I was like, Lee's getting the fuck out of here, <laughs> like yeah, bye. Dude. 
And they, he was, dude. It would start and, out. And what was awesome is as soon as that happened, he sent Henry and Chris this tweaked out, like twelve page fuck you message fuck? that was like, oh my god, you had to be on tweak to write this shit, man. It's what like you are going into so much weird shit on here. So it made it seem like it wasn't me, like Good, that yeah. he was dealing with shit or whatever. And um, God bless him. I no, loved him in the sure. sunny days years. For sure. <laughs> but, he would fucking he like, would walk in and just throw the fucking crate of shit down. I mean, that was the first thing. Yep. That's the first interaction. I mean, just fucking buh. Yep. And just piss and vinegar the whole night. It was bad, yep. man. Was yeah, bad. no. So got rid of him. And then our the other guy kind of stepped up as a main dude. And then, it, like, I would have these shows and he would be hanging out like, like in my mind, if you're sound, you're the busiest worker other than the doorman. Mm -hmm. <laughs> the, if there's no doorman, there's no show unless it's a free show. Right. <laughs> and so he's the most important. Whether you sound like shit or sound great, you need that money. Okay. Right. So then there's the sound man if you care about anything after that, you know? So it's like, so. He would, it would be like, it was like Vino's finally had cool shows again. Yeah. So he'd be like, what's up? Like hanging out. And and this is what I'm getting back to me and Robert seeing eye to eye right. and shit. Do we said, we were saying something so much to this guy. Not me, Robert. He was backroom manager. All I did was book shows. Right. And dude, you know, I am incognito. I don't show up at Vino's a lot. Yeah. These years, I was at every show. And this, that's why I'm burned out to where I don't fucking, I'm almost like, I don't want to show up <laughs> when yeah. I was showing up. Shit was bad. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'd rather stay in the shadows and watch it be good and right. maybe like peek in and like, yeah. And, yeah. and fucking, you know, there were, there were a million rumors of Fletcher, not only taking what he got paid, but taking cuts and shit like that. I never want to be that dude. Yeah. I'd be like, you, I can't take a cut. Cause I wouldn't been there for a month. Like, right. Right. So, and that was the other deal they offered me. They were like, well, would you want to take a, a deal with it? When I told Henry and, you know, Chris, I, I was like, I just want to come back regular, getting a paycheck and yeah. I'll just book good shows. Henry looked at me and goes, and you don't want nothing else? Like, you're not going to take a cut? And I was like, <laughs> I just started uh, okay. smiling. I was like, yeah. no, man, I'm just going to book shows. I don't want your cut. I just want yeah, to book the shows. I'm just going to book shows. And, you know? and inject some love back into this fucking yeah, room. Yeah, it's which dead. it took forever um all the way up until like working. maybe a year ago <laughs> so but it's working um yeah they so we we started cleaning house getting rid mm -hmm. of these people man like we set up a meeting with that sound man to discuss why he talks so much and doesn't fucking get the bands going and he quit he didn't yeah. even show up to the meeting shows me right there man yeah. <laughs> like got new sound men um robert i left came back we got a, a new manager. Yep. Um, he didn't give a shit, but he didn't, he wasn't hateful. Right. <laughs> so, right. So that's when we hired Drew as his right hand man. Oh, okay. And that's when I finally started getting, but at the time we still, you know, we always had Brian, yep. start, and, and, but our sound is complete shit. So, oh, the PA. Was uh, and, and, and then fucked. Marcus Lowe, uh, and he was getting completely burnt and jaded from everything, you yep. know? I mean, he, he was, He's one of the original people that started Vino's as far as like his band, yeah. like that scene, like there would be no Vino's without his bands and those bands. I like, agree. and 
and and to just come into work and and not and not the love be put into it. Yep. Like for instance, what you guys have recently been doing, you yeah, know, yeah. and he 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 had to get the fuck out of there, yeah. you know, because he was just like, you know, just this gotta, is not the positive scene that it needs to be, you right? Know? And he knew he was like, CT, you're booking your shows, but you're not here, yeah. You know? Yeah. And 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 I and I agree with him. I'm not arguing. Yeah. And I'm like, look, I'm trying to keep my safe distance. I know I want a job. You right. Know? Like, <laughs> I don't want to push. It seemed like anytime I'd ask Vinos for shit, they were like, Yeah, dude, our fucking refrigerator just broke, and you're trying to get me to do this. Yeah. <laughs> like so, y'all don't hey. even make us money, but we need to fix this shit. And I can't argue with that either. It's true. I mean, it's, it's. I'm not arguing with any of these people. Right. You know. So. We finally got to a stable staff. Uh, once Drew became, to me, once Drew became the boss, that was everything. Hmm. When he became the backroom manager, um, and uh, he took it upon himself to get those monitors up there because mm-hmm. they were all shot. He would yeah. bring his monitors from his practice room. Yep. Um, he was just bringing them up for shows he liked until he just kept them there. Until yeah. they worked out the deal to where they were renting monitors from Tedford all the way to the monitors that we're buying like this week. Oh, oh, really? We're getting the old Juanita's monitors. So our monitors happening. are going to be louder than our PA. Thank God. <laughs> so, Dude, that's the best no, monitor. No, and, and you know what? Henry, time. I love that monitor. Henry system. thought he uh, Henry thought he did the stage. Henry thought uh, he doesn't know what's going on back there. You know? That's so crazy. And, and, and for the last year to let people in on shit they shouldn't know about you get an 80 you get an 80 20 cut for a standard vino's yeah, deal yeah. okay we've been doing 70 30 to take 10 percent to pay for our rented monitors so everyone can have a good sound i thought most places were 70 30 uh it depends like for instance chris king will give me an 80 20 cut uh, gotcha. you know if sam wants 10. to do a deal yeah. he'll probably do that but his standard with everyone is a 70 30 but as me as a promoter who's right, been right. bringing money cuz you constantly give him sh- yeah yeah totally. you're totally you get a bulk whitewater tavern 100% really damn so i mean they make so much at the bar. It's just That's stupid. That's true, too. Yeah. <laughs> it's like... I've only ever been there like four fucking times, and I had multiple drinks. They're, they're, there. It's fun to drink there. It is. It's You know, it's, it's dark. Atmosphere. It's secluded. It's mm-hmm. fun, you know? Um, you, you, we're at the age where it's like, this is our saloon, <laughs> you know? like Because we're not out drinking whiskey at other places, you know? I mean, it's usually a beer or whatever. Right, and yeah. Just have a beer or two and go home. Right. Yep. I mean, so... Um, that's what we've been doing to cover our monitor situation. And that's all drew, man. Um, drew is also, you know, the one that hired Trey. Yeah. So this is where this is all coming together. Um, the thing that you guys did with the stage, me and drew planned out three different times. Yeah. We planned out, we had, we had other people come in, look at it to build it. We, uh, not a benefit show, mm-hmm. just that we wanted to do this. Like we yeah. had to do yeah. this. It, it had to be done. Um, and I am going to say, I think it could have lasted another year or two, man. I, I, don't see uh, I mean, just cause the foundation around that, that yeah. nasty, that destructive vertebrae that was in the Dude. middle, like 
It was like I on so I honestly bad. think, but but it was so disgusting that once you ripped the top off that dude. you couldn't keep going. <laughs> you had to like destroy oh, dude, yeah, everything. It was, destroyed. It, was de- but, uh, it was already broken when we pulled the shit off. Right, exactly. Yeah. Um but we we had that plan. There were times we got in trouble for offering ideas about the monitors cuz Dude, we're not plugged in like you guys are plugged. Like how you guys put a get show together. You're like, right. we love this place. Blah, blah, blah. Man, our place is Whitewater. You yeah. know? Yeah, yeah. So we can't. And it's not saying we won't play a show at Vino's. It's saying it's harder to get our friends to that place is all it is. Yeah. That's all it is. Well, it's your like, market. You got to know your market. And if they go here, you got to go there. If we're going to get 100 people at Vino's, we're getting 200 at Whitewater. Right. That's how it is. I mean... We're not as young, so we're not hit. Like the older you get, the more your friends that are just hanging uh, out drift, yep. and it and and you just get a core audience. That's right. The the cool thing about Whitewater is those friends are drifting back because Whitewater is a cool place. It is a cool place, <laughs> and 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 it's casual and it's fun and. So a lot of people don't mind to pay a cover because they're like, I'm just going to go out back and hang out with my well, friends. It's never a like, bloated cover, though, is it? Only it's, if it's a certain show. You know, like yeah. the Weed Eater show was 20 bucks, 25 day of yeah. show. Still had 140 people Damn. packed into that place, man. God, that is crazy. I mean. That is fucking crazy. So. hundred. Oh, my God. I mean. That's so many people in that one little spot. Yeah, it is. I mean, so it kind of it's it's kind of cool though because it kind of has like that almost like that house show vibe, but it's a venue. Yeah, yeah. because you got the fucking staircase right there. It reminds me of one of those places in the '60s. They would have the chicken wire around the stage, yeah, and and just drunks would be throwing beers. (laughs) Like Jerry Lee Lewis is up there trying to cut his teeth on the scene, you know. And they're just like, fuck you, play another cover. <laughs> you I, know? I, I, I've always been a fan of like all of it. I, I don't go to Whitewater too often, but uh, I like all the venues. I've never had a. I like all venues because uh, because of just, I guess, what I am. Right. Like, uh, I like them uh, for a certain reason. Right. Um, man, I got to tell you. Oh, my visit to Hot Springs on Friday. It's yeah. like I'm still just jizzing in my pants like every 30 minutes um my plan is to take the new new spot or whatever no dude i'm talking with the dudes up there about like probably eventually just xing my mutants fest and doing it in hot springs really and and if uh did you happen to see any of the pictures i posted the other day uh yeah, I think so. So it's just all the, the little theaters in heart. Oh, the theater thing. It was just a bunch of theater gotcha. pictures. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw they those. look huge, but it's the same number of people that I'm bringing to the show. The difference with is it's Hot Springs, not Little Rock. Right. The other difference is my Mutants Fest is not like an average show. I know forty percent of the people are flying in or driving in from like Virginia, Shit. Portland, L.A. Like so. That's a one time that I can get away with doing putting that. it somewhere else. Yeah, because people are going there specifically. And that dude, I'm, I'm, it's not I'm just another Friday night. I'm, I am 44, right? So, man, I'm, I'm, get, I get burnt. I'm getting like, you know, like creatively burnt, right? I need to push limits, mm-hmm. and my idea of limits are not 
quantity. It's more quality. quality. Yeah. Uh, elitist shit. Yeah. Like, I would rather, you know, a dude like you that is really certainly into a certain style of music, a right. bunch of those guys coming together and appreciating that, you right. know? Um, stuff that other people will be catching on to in three years. Right, <laughs> right, know? right, right. I mean, I'm an, uh, an amazing example. Uh, did, did you go to that ghost show on Halloween night? No. Okay, well, Ghost played at the Metroplex. Yeah. 2,000 people yeah. or something. Marissa Nadler opened Gosh. up. Yeah. I booked Marissa Nadler two years before that at Whitewater Tavern. Wow. And then... She's opening for ghosts or whatever. Yes. Wow. And, and that is that is like my scene, is the people that aren't, you know, the underground people that... Or whatever. So, man, Hot Springs, it's just... So dope there. I love uh, hot springs. You know, too. like how I was saying, when people find out something here, they keep it to themselves. Yeah. It's not it is opposite there. It's uh well because they're closed off, man. They're it's, not they're it's such a little hole that then they got this whole little big this little big city in these mountains and trees yeah. and shit, and they're just closed off. I mean, fuck, it's 40 minutes to there from here. Yeah. That's, so it's I've like been making those connections. Yeah. It's, so it's like it is hard for that group to get up here all the time. It's like, dude, that's a two hour. That's two all hours the right time. There. But now, but they go down there. They have their own. It's like its own little world down there. I love right. that town. Oh, man. I do, man. When like, you go there, you don't feel like it's almost like you went on vacation. Every time I go down oh, there. Every I, so dude, I'm playing Maxine's in two weeks. As far as those, like when I went the other day, I talked to people that run shit. Yeah. Like, Five different times that day. Yeah. The, I watched networking happen like this to shit that is to stuff that's going to be like majorly cool shit. And they were just like, uh, oh, cool, cool. Okay, we'll talk tonight. And it was done. Yeah. We're here. It is jumping through fucking hoops. hoops man. It's like yep. no one appreciates real art. <laughs> and they're only back in their own shit. So let's say I feel like that's changing with the younger crowd. You see a lot I'm of these saying, guys. That's not, I'm not, the younger crowd aren't business owners, though. Well, true, fair, fair. So good, this is happening assessment. to them too, if anything. Right. I mean, when you go to Hot Springs and say something to someone like, "I want the body to play in this church." Do you know the body? Who the body is? A bo the body is this band that's from Arkansas. I don't, I don't know they them. moved. They're from Portland now, though. Okay. They're fucking huge, okay? And they're a two-piece, extremely noise oh, avant. Okay. I know who you're talking about. Yeah. People categorize them as metal because they use very loud distortion and right. heavy, but, but it is art, okay? Yeah. That's laughable here, ideas like that, you know? And to say something like that there, it's like, that's a great idea. What could I do to help you out? <laughs> like, it's, yeah. and it's, it's, it's mind blowing, yeah. man, yeah. especially in theaters like that. And there, uh, one, uh, one, one guy, a really nice guy we met yesterday, um, Friday, uh, at one of the theaters was like, Oh yeah, we don't really have a lot of business that month. You're talking about do this, you know, as much as you could use our place would be awesome. Yeah. <laughs> and and in Little Rock, it's that. Oh, you want to do music? Click, click. <laughs> you know, yeah, it's, that ain't it's, no shit. I mean, it's 
not music. Heavy. Oh, you want to do? Yeah. Oh, you. And not do- only is it not. I mean, we're heavy, but then it's a step to unpleasantly heavy. Right. You know, like you have to be a fan of this. Yes. Stuff. Well, outside of Arkansas. This shit is drawing thousands of people. That's true. I mean, there are festivals, other yep. places that people save their money, fly there. Fucking fly. They're there. putting money into their economy. Right. <laughs> right. And in Hot Springs, in their mind, they're like, you want to bring 300? You know, a fest to those people are thousands of people. But even in the mind of Hot Springs, they're like, 300 people that would never come here? And see yeah. this kind of uh, an art, that, an art form that we're not pushing, like cha-ching, 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 cha-ching. Every, you know, little, like, bit, every little bit helps, right? Okay. Dude, that's a lot of it to them. Yeah. That, think about it. 300 people. True. I mean, that would not be in Hot Springs that weekend on top of the regular tourists. Right. Or just there people, for the weekend. Just there for the weekend. Yeah. I mean, Little Rock, don't give a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, <laughs> which parts I like parts. I don't, you know, sometimes it's nice to not give a fuck, but dude, I, we came up really hard because of it. And yeah. I like, I would never change it. Yeah. I wouldn't know the stuff I, excuse me, know now it tends to create more drive, you know, cause you're like, Oh fuck me. Oh fuck you. Bingo, yeah. bango. And that's what I tell everyone. Like when I'm, when I do interviews, like, outside the what is it about arkansas you know yeah because like you know paul bearer wake uh dead bird and because the, these are the bands in our scene and they're big on yeah. that scene right not if anything we draw less in arkansas isn't that strange no <laughs> no strange. no it's strange that you yeah that a band from their hometown Right. But I know, and no, it's not strange. <laughs> I mean, it's it's just about right. You no, know? We do that, too. I, I mean, mean, it's... So... I don't know what I was getting at as far as that, but when I do when I do interviews, that's what I... It, right. it helps with the drive. You know, to me, it's, it's that... You're pushed down in the mud. Right. So, so if you actually really wanted it, you're only going to try harder. Yeah. I mean, yeah, and you learn a lot because you're going through a lot of bullshit. Yeah, man. You're putting up with stuff when a young, like in a in a coming up young, and you learn a lot quick, and it really helps when you get out there. You don't fuck around as much. You get the job done. Yeah. You're a lot more... Uh, it also is nice when you come from like, say like when Vino's was just a shithole and you're having to deal with that. Then you go to a venue where people are nice. <laughs> I didn't... But like, going oh, back man. to what you were saying is like doing... You know, getting the job done. You used every word except for DIY. Yeah. I didn't learn that word until, because I wasn't a punk rocker. Right. Until someone, like Fletcher, we were doing, uh, he had taken one of my bands, Solent Green, <laughs> and, and he, but he couldn't get a show anywhere. And, and he was like, where can we get it? And I was like, well, we're doing these shows at this paint the sign it was like a month before the sound stage and we were doing a shows at the sign company like down the road they were letting bands set up and do shows just in an open warehouse where they were working on the signs okay and um that's pretty fast yeah and um (laughs) we had just done cop sodomy and six shine packed the fucking place out and um so the next show was soul and green epoch of unlight wake Reed that plays in wake now 
uh, it was his very first show in the band, and it was like uh, it was uh, I don't know uh, yeah. July of nineteen ninety nine. Okay. So <laughs> so Fletcher he shows up, he looks around because uh, before he was like, oh man, what's the beer situation? And I was like, huh? You know, like, yeah, like yeah. I huh? didn't know. I, we don't, you know, like yeah. So he shows Not up one. with beer, and yeah. and he looks around. He's like, wow, man, I didn't know this was gonna be DIY. And I was just like, huh? Like, yeah, yeah. I was like, this is what we got to do to get it done. Yeah, <laughs> you yeah, know, yeah, like, yeah. and Jay Lytle, the bass player of Six Shine, came from that whole, uh, it's kind of like he dropped out of that punk rock scene to start our scene. Mm. And when I told him Fletcher said that, he was like, he said that. <laughs> like, <laughs> almost like, <laughs> like, <laughs> He's like, yeah, they can say that. This is what we do to get the job done. <laughs> you <right>. know, <laughs> like right, we don't put a name on do it yourself because this is what we do, period. It's just normal. You know? yeah. It's just normal. <laughs> it, it's not a, you know, I, I, rem- I remember that. I mean, it stuck Dude, hard. I, I definitely, I definitely. Like he had been meaning to keep that term away from us, <laughs> you know? <laughs> right. <laughs> Uh, man, I, uh, I definitely, uh, I definitely, I definitely, uh, enjoy that it was a little bit tougher to get shit done. I feel like it did. Uh, it helped a lot. It, Cause if it had, had, had it been where easy, are you guys from here? Uh, right here. Yeah. I'm sure that's a little tougher. Yeah. I right mean, here. so you had to drive was, to Little Rock to see a show or did you see period. your first show here? No, fuck no. There's no shows here. Oh, that's not the, true. Did y'all not have a Benton Bryant City Fest and you get to see a cover band like I Bad mean, Karma? Like, I, mean, I mean, not when I was a kid. There was like 3,000 okay. people here. There was okay. no one fucking here. And the, the only thing, my, my, when we, they built a stage, no one ever used it. And when I graduated high school, me and my buddies had the first show ever on there. Okay. And we had also one of the last ones because when the newer mayor took over, she put the kibosh on it. basically anything happened okay. on that fucking stage. Wow. But yeah, she's a real fuck. And yeah. Then, uh, that's why she's not the mayor anymore. But uh, So you got to get the stage back. Basically, nothing. <laughs> I've, I've thought about it. I mean, it's a good stage. It's big yeah. as fuck. It's got fans, electricity. Just get a liberal mayor and try to get in there. And <laughs> it's, it's got a... And, and offer offer some plans for the arts on that stage and they'll give it to you. Well, it was, it, you know, we'd had a good run. It was called Rockstock. We had a bunch of bands. The last one we did was more festival style. But so there was th- things going on, but we were already in it. But yeah, in this town, there was, it was non-existent. The best thing was this church over here. They had Sacrifice and As I Lay Dying before As I Lay Dying was As I Lay Dying. That's so a big show. It was... Even though it might not be big at the time, or as big, yeah, or even they if it was big at the time, yeah, that's still big. Yeah, it was too. It was too. Maybe there was probably like living sacrifices, like Slayer here. There's probably close to 200 people, exactly. But or cave in, whichever. There's, there's probably like 200 ish <laughs> people, but Slayer you know, or Converge. You 200 know? <laughs> people in a big giant church room doesn't even. It just seems like there's no one there, even though it was a lot. It just feels like this is nothing. And I'm sure I don't even think there was a cover. And then that so, place burned down. And they quit doing so shit. Your first band was all Bitten Bryant dudes. Uh, yep. And yeah, one guy lived in Alexander, and he would just drive. So up. your first show that you played with other bands, where were those bands from? I mean, here, Bitten Bryant. Yeah, because I got it. Like our where school. Where did y'all play for the first time? 
Vino's, I do believe. So you played a show at Vino's with all bands from the Benton Bryant area. Yeah. And y'all drug all your friends yeah. to Vino's. Yeah. That sounds familiar. <laughs> yeah, literally, literally there, was a, there was another group. I, I don't I don't like to like if it's a So how one. did how did you uh if if it's only Benton and Bryant kids going, how did you eventually like turn like find out about Little Rock? Were you guys already going to Little Rock yeah, shows? Yeah, we were already going to shows. It's just when you booked your own right, show it happened to be show. Benton right. bands. Or, well, because or, we went to high school still. And no, 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 I get it. And, I'm just putting so, the pieces like, our together. Friends ba- our friends' bands, we would all... How did yeah. a Little Rock band see you guys and say, yeah, let's do a show together? <clears throat> well, Fresh Blood. And then, okay. and then uh, it was really just kind of like networking. It was yeah, just, I know. I mean, but so, the, so you just found someone and yeah, was like, let the, us open for you guys or whatever. Well, that and uh, Encomium was popping at the time that i know was the band. name but i don't know where drew they Garrison, were from and they were that was okay, like drew. they became coming true i know yeah. drew he's uh it's like family. his first band <laughs> so, his first band i went to high school with him okay and so they would play shows and then i would go with drew to shows because okay. he's the one that got me into the shit and then uh you know would walk around meet new people this that and the other and okay. you're like, oh you're in a band too cool and then we play we would play like shitholes like the front line okay uh it was that it was where the village is. It was up the street in the parking lot. It was an old movie theater that got converted to a church and it had a venue in it. Yeah, it was cool. I love that spot. You it just didn't something last new long. every day. Yeah, I saw Beloved there with fifteen people, and then the very next How time, how big they, was it? Oh, it was fucking the. I mean, the size of a movie theater. Yeah, what? But the movie theater. They're all different sizes. Well, what, uh, was it, it was so it was a one was, room movie theater. It was a it or was a multi cinema of five rooms. It was like, like a five plex, probably okay, a five four, plex four probably. or five because okay. they had one room just for bands. I'm also was, like I'm a but, freak you know, now, on movie theater knowledge, right, so but, I like to know what every so you know, cinema was so in town at all times. You'll know this. So <laughs> used to the the floors were the concrete was poured at a slant. And they would stack the chairs up on yeah, a slant. Yeah, yeah, now yeah. they build wood wood subfloors on a flat body and just put chairs in okay. ascending okay. order. I well, love that you know that. Well, this place still has. That's the what old, I want to do at Vino's. Right. This place. Still <laughs> so, the it's old, like I'm gonna let you do what you want with the stage, but <laughs> we need to get together on some real right. shit. <laughs> the uh, the so the the old floor was still a fucking slanted floor. Okay. And imagine a mosh pit happening. On without a fucking a angle, yes, without a pit, without a flat right. spot, because the flat spot was where the screen would have been. Well, where that is is now where the stage is. Gotcha. So the only gotcha, flat gotcha, point gotcha. is now that, yeah, yeah. That's it was weird. hilarious. That's it, cool. I've moshed on an angle before, but yeah, it's not fun. But it, I mean, but it wasn't on an underground. It's a Black Sabbath one year, and it was on a hill. Mm, yeah. So, and it was like. You know, you got 10,000 people, so it was like little circles of 100 people throughout a field. Right. And they had started, like, these illegal fires with plastic and stuff, and not enough people could get out to put the fires out. So they were, so it'd be like this nasty bonfire with mosh pits around it. Holy shit. And that's what I remember the most about it was... Oh God! Now we're going downhill. Okay, now we're moshing back uphill. <laughs> <laughs> like, 
don't fall because you will. No, it, it was <laughs> <laughs> like at least when you were like moshing on the top side of the other side of the fire, yeah. it didn't feel like you were going to fall <laughs> until you were running back down right, the other side right. and you were clear of the fire at that point. Yeah. Like, yep. <laughs> so <clears throat> damn, that's funny. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that dude, was amazing. We've been talking forever. You want to wrap this shit up? Yeah, that's fine, man. Okay. We could uh, go on forever. Oh, so. I think we could talk for days. This is cool. Uh, we'll end part anything, one. Anything that's coming up? This will be out in. Everything's two weeks. coming up, man. So your you know? monster fest. When is that? June seventh, ninth, seventh, eighth, and ninth. Yep. And it's at a couple of different. Venues. It's at the right? Rev the first night and the second night, and then. Um, and then the third night's at Whitewater, but there's also pop-up right, shows right. all throughout. Like Sunday, you might dig this. Um, Sunday, during the day, you know, outside at Vino's. Yep. Um, the back deck and all that. Yeah. Well, you know how there's a fence there and you can't get in onto that lot? Yes. Well, back in that corner where the dumpster is and the tree, mm-hmm. we're going to be setting the band up to where the band is looking at the balcony and to all these people here and we're going to do an okay. outdoor show on Sunday during the day of the final day. Badass. Yeah. Yeah. Like a pop-up show. Cause like a uh, Saturday we're doing a secret band. Like one of the headliners is doing a secret, oh, okay. set, secret set. Um, and, uh, at the merch swap that's going to be happening, uh, during the day of Saturday. Okay. So there's a bunch of pop-up stuff for that. That should Badass. be fun. And there's, where can people get tickets? Oh, I guess the event page. The event um, page. There's, um, I don't know, a bit Last Chance Records. Mm-hmm. So I, it probably is lastchancerecords.com Last or something. Yeah. Uh, Just Google it. Yeah. Yeah. I'd find the event page, Mutants of the Monster, <clears throat> and uh, and find the right. ticket link. Uh, so right. many bands to mention that right. Yeah, I know if I mention I a whole say. bunch and yeah. you're not into any of them, it'd just be like blah, blah, blah. Yeah, <laughs> so, right, right. So um, just go look it up. Right, and, right. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, I, like I said, there's so much stuff going on. So. Right, yeah, I know. It is It is cool to see and I'm glad that the stuff I'm most excited about is stuff I'm not even pushing. I'm glad. I'm glad. Like, I'm really excited about man. Kurt's show at uh, oh, Will's, Will's apartment. Yeah, dude. His fucking like, art uh, thing. It's going to be awesome. I'm tr- I've already talked, talked to, to Will him. about doing an after party for Mutants. Like, right. I, so I'm like, Mutants is over. And then Dylan from Full of Hell will be DJing at Will's apartment oh, for the next shit. two hours. I mean, there's lots of cool ideas that can happen. Right. Um, it's cool that this is that this is happening. That was kind of the point of this whole thing was... It's 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 cool that everything's finally starting to come together and work yeah. and in unity totally. instead of just against everything. Yeah, no, I mean I'm sitting here saying so I'm sitting here bitching about Little Rock, but at the same time I've made it for myself. Right. You know, I don't right. need anyone's help in Little Rock. I could it would be awesome if people wanted to jump in and we create this thing together. Yeah. It feels more inclusive than it ever has. I will say that. Like, it, it feels like we're but, all finally starting. But that's what I'm I mean <laughs> like it's you stark. guys are a part of a different younger scene. That's true. And yeah. that's always happening. Yeah. yeah. It's and that's what's cool. So in 10 years, they're going to be dudes doing the same stuff. Right. There's going to be a, a scene even better. 
Yeah, uh, right. hopefully. hopefully. God, True. if I'm going to learn anything. <laughs> I mean, that's, uh, I mean, I don't want to be stuck in a lull. I want to learn new stuff, right. man. Like Same. I want I want I want some young motherfuckers to teach me about some music I am not hip to, man. Right. Like uh, I want to try new things. I I want to do new shit, which is the whole reason I'm trying to do this in Hot Springs. 100%. Is I want to offer people something that uh, something different, you know? Awesome, dude! So, I can't wait. I can't wait to see what you're going to bring down there. Yeah. I love that fucking town. I always need an excuse to get down there. It's beautiful, man. It's beautiful. the only national park that is an entire city yeah. in the entire world. There's no place yeah. like that. I mean, it's also the second biggest. Uh, I think the. They have a lot of shit that's like... Dude, they're sitting on them. a crystal. Yeah. Why do you think everyone's got crystals everywhere? Yeah. It's just... It's probably just one big crystal. And they're just sitting <laughs> on it. So what's this? It's like, that's like all the magical powers the in the world. It's <laughs> like, and fresh and it flows out of the mountains and you can dude. just walk up and drink it. It's fucking crazy, Good man. Vibes. Good vibes. I mean... I loved walking down that strip, dude. Now I'm thinking about all these bands that I bring in town. It's a way Coming there yeah. and walking around, walking around and yep. just like... You know, there's a life force there. There like is. That city pumps. It beats. It is, know? man. All right, CT man. Cool. Thank you so much for yes, doing sir. this, buddy. Thanks, Corey. This has been fantastic. And everybody, you know where the fuck to find me. It's Crashcast Pod on Twitter. It's Crashcast Pod One. And my buddy Kurt actually convinced me to start using the Twitter, so I'm gonna start using the Twitter. Uh, I need to. I started one three years ago and was like, fuck, fuck this. Fuck Twitter, yeah. <laughs> I only follow cock rockers I, on Twitter. I'm telling you, man, it's the worst. I have the worst social media habits, but it's changing and I'm trying to do better. And everybody, if you're listening to this, I really do fucking appreciate it. If you like, leave a review on the iTunes thing because it helps me out a lot, especially when I go to try to shop this bitch around. Uh, that's it, man. Thanks cool. for listening. Yeah. <laughs>